welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Checking the chat room to see if you guys can hear me or not. Not real sure yet. We've been having issues with our sound the last couple of shows that we've been doing. So uh, I'm sure one of you guys will let me know fairly quickly if you can't hear me. Let's just do this real quick. We've got Michael online first. We're going to check with him. Michael, are you with me? Hello? Hey, Michael. It's Nyla. How are you? It's good to hear from you. I'm awesome. I just wanted to make sure you could hear me, okay? Yes. All right. We'll come right back to you, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So you guys can hear me. We're all good. <laughs> what a great start to the first show of the year, right? I'm uh, I'm keeping my emergency backup system handy, though, just in case. Just in case I'm not trusting it all the way. I'm skeptical. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to the show, everybody. Our very first show of 2021. Can you remember when we were kids? Could have sworn by the time that we hit 2021 that we would be running around in little jetpack cars with Rosie, the housemaid robot, helping us do our dishes. You know, you would just, it seemed like such a a sci-fi number, you know, and it's like, wow. This is crazy. Anyway, everybody's taking a big, deep breath, exhaling, letting go of all the the things that chased them around last year. We're facing a whole new year. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to be sharing this first show of the year with you guys. I want to give you the number real quick in case you would like to call in and read tonight, which, of course, you know you do. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. So that is the number if you'd like to call in tonight. I'm really distracted right now, and I, I can't even tell you. Um, we smoked a ham today, like a great big giant spiral cut ham in the smoker my son did. And he just brought me in a plate. This is, this is, this is me in the show. This is how I'm starting out 2021, you guys, right? I'm in my pajamas right now with fuzzy socks. I'm wrapped up in this amazing electric throw blanket that I got for the holidays. And I'm eating a piece of smoked ham with a glass of peach uh, Moscato. So that's how I'm bringing in my my new year, the first show of the year with you guys. (laughs) Just so you know, ham smells so good and it's so distracting. You guys like wouldn't mind holding for about five minutes while I just nom. Okay, we're fine. We'll keep going. All right. If you guys are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Probably on Facebook would be the easiest. The number, ah, excuse me. The, uh, the, if I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So just let me know what you'd like to do. The workshops can be anywhere from a half an hour to like three hours long if you want. Uh, 
you can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file, or you can have me call and do a conference call with you, maybe do a short interview with you first, and then uh, do, do just kind of, I'll mute my mic, and you just keep going, and we can record you doing your workshop, or we can do a combination of both. We could play a pre-recorded part of your show at the beginning, and then come on live and talk to everybody and and take questions and things like that or vice versa, whatever you want to have done. And really kind of think about this. You guys, we're a community where family is something fun. We we all we don't get a lot of time to really visit here. And so this is a way for us to really visit with each other and share what we're interested in within our craft, share our passions with each other. Yes, I'm taking a drink. I my uh face is hurting me quite badly tonight. So I hope you guys understand. Anyway, all right. Dun dun where were we? All right, so yeah, workshops. Let me know if you'd like to put one on. Think about it. If you uh want to do one but you're not sure what to do it on, shoot me a message. I'll help you figure out something you'd like. I would be happy to help you. Next thing I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. It's really important to make sure that we recognize these people who stepped up to the plate and helped keep us broadcasting in the year 2020. I think that for a lot of us, especially with the sheltering in place and the disconnect a lot of people felt, um, I think that being able to have us here throughout 2020 was really a pretty cool thing for a lot of us. It afforded us intimate time with our community, with our friends, with people that we care about uh, in a place we felt comfortable. It gave us some place to go without really having to go anywhere, but still be able to have that very, very close community feeling about the time we spend. So, you know, especially you guys that stepped up the plate and helped keep us on the air for 2020. I want to thank you. Debbie Kelly, who is one of the, the, the actually the, one of the first founders of this show with me, you know, if it wasn't for the hard work she put in the very beginning, I don't, I don't know what we would have done. I couldn't have done this without her. Amazing young woman. Love her so much. Eric Shelton, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Rick and Sean. Love you guys. Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, my fur baby's daddy. <laughs> Richard Ward and Colm Kendi Hulme. Thank you so much, you guys, for jumping up the plate. We are reaching pretty close to the end of our 2020 broadcast season, and we will be doing a fundraiser to help with the fees to keep us on the air in 2021. So if you're interested in helping out with that, check. Uh, just shoot me a message on Facebook and let me know. And then um, you can watch my page for information that we will be putting up there on ways you can get involved and help sponsor the show. All right. No, he is not my fur baby. He is a fuzzy hermit in the woods, Robbie. I'm looking at the chat room, making sure the chat room's up. If you're having problems getting into the chat room, just keep poking it with a stick. It'll let you in eventually. It's been very, for the last three years, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but it works sometimes. Some of you can get in, some of you can't. I really think it's a browser thing, honestly. All right, so let's move this aside. What I want to do now 
is we are going to go over your inspiration from the inkwell. We're going to do some journal assignments, some writing exercises, do some prompts. It's the beginning of the year, though, and so I want to kind of talk to you a little bit before we we get started on these things because it really matters a lot. Robbie, would you quit typing in the chat room for a minute? I'm covering it. I'm not going to look at you no more. Okay. Now, there we go. Now, I can't. He can't catch me out the corner of my eye and distract me. All right. So, anyway. I want to talk to you a little bit about 2021. You know, it's the it's the time of the year when we're all making um, New Year's resolutions, and this year we're gonna. You know, I remember talking to a guy last year, and he was gonna write. Like, like, I'm gonna write, you know, 12 new poems every day for the year. And I really had to talk to him. I called him out on that and talked to him about it. And it's like, you know, don't set yourself an impossible goal. While I wish you all the luck in the world, and I believe you could do it if you wanted to. Don't set yourselves up for failure. You know you better than anybody. And you know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. So set a goal that's going to push you. But not one that is going to break you. You know, the easiest thing in the world is to set a resolution. The easier thing is to break it, to find an excuse. You know, if you're supposed to do this every day and you miss a day, it's like, oh, I missed a day. I'm not going to do it now. I'm a failure. And you get that mindset and it just eats at you every single day of the year. Don't do that to yourself. And I'm not going to go into a lot more than that right now, but because I'm going to talk to it a little, talk to you about it a little bit when I go through your assignments. But I want you to kind of think about that, you know, where you were when you started writing. Why do you write? What are some of your goals? Do you just write because you want to be able to share your thoughts? Do you want to be published? Do you want to make a book? Do you, you know, want to start recording? What is it you want to do with your writing? And be honest with yourself. Remember, nobody can see inside your head. It's okay to be ambitious. You know, somebody says, oh, I just write for myself. Oh, baloney. If you wrote for yourself, you wouldn't be posting your stuff on Facebook. You wouldn't be going back to see how many likes it's got. You wouldn't be calling into the show and reading. You write because you have something to say and be proud of that and stand up and say it loud. You know, that's that's my message for the new year. I should, somebody should write that down for me. Robbie, write that down for me. Then you can send it to me. That's our That's our mission statement for the year. All right. Now, with that said, I'm going to get into into your inspirations from the inkwell. And that will make a lot more sense as we do part of this. But let me get down to where I need to be on here. So pull out your journals and your pens and your papers. What we're going to be working on first is your writing assignments or your journal assignments. And journal assignment is like one-on-one intimate yoga time with your brain, yoga pants time, right? going to judge you for having, you know, in the great big huge flowery font juicy across the back end of your butt in your yoga pants that don't care. <laughs> it's that kind of time, one-on-one time with your brain. Nobody is meant to see any of this. This is a safe place for you to write, to explore, to just whatever. All right. So allow yourself that freedom, that one-on-one time with your muse, your brain, your thoughts. I want these written down in a journal. All right. 
or a three ring notebook or a spiral notebook or whatever. I don't want a backlit and I don't want keys. Unless it's a manual typewriter, one of those big black 500 pound Smith Corona black, you know, it was a dark stormy night, 1940s computers. I mean, typewriters, you can write on one of those. I want that intimate connection between your brain, your hand, the pen, and the paper. So this week, I want you, we're going to do, and a couple of these things that we're doing right now to start off with, and we've been doing, some of these are from a workshop that I teach called Don't Piss Off Your, or no, excuse me, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Writer's Block is just an urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. So some of these are from that kind of short little mini things from that workshop that I teach, but they're a lot of fun. And I've been doing them in parts. And this is going to be, and this one I'm going to, what I want you to do is I want you to start on a blank journal page. And I want you to make a list. I want you to write down, and we're staying with lists. Okay, so that, that part of it is still the same. I want you to make a list. So I want you to make a list of all the poems or the lines out of poems or stories, all the songs the paintings, the sculptures, anything creative creative and art-related that you wish you had have created, created. Like, I would have given anything to have painted Starry Starry Night. Right? I would have given anything to be able to uh, sing the song by Lorena McKennett to uh, William Butler Yeats' poem, The Stolen Child. I would love to learn how to, I would love, not only would I love to play a violin, but I would love to know how to make one. All right. So these are all things creative that I wish I could do or paint or sculpt or sing or music or whatever it is. I want you to sit down and think of all the things that you wish you had created. All right. This doesn't have to be something you're good at or you've ever done or tried or even know how to do. It can be anything. I surely can't play the violin, but that's something I want to do. So all the things, you know, you that you wish you could do creatively, that you, you just really caught to you. And then if you want to, beside them, you know, you can write a short blurb to yourself about why. Like, you know, I wish I wish I could play the violin. I wish I could play, you know, violin instrumentals because, you know, there's something very being very primal and sensual about the sound of a violin to me. Any string instrument actually, a cello, oh my god, a cello. It's amazing. Um you know, so you could write down something like that, just write down a short blurb of why why that is something that, that calls to you. Okay, so again, I want you to start with a blank journal page and make a list of all the poems or lines and something or songs or paintings or sculptures, anything creative and art related that you wish you had have created or that you could do. Okay, and then we will go on to part two of this assignment next week. Journal assignment. Now, this is actually part three of a four-part assignment. So for those of you uh, who 
may not have, um, may not remember, or maybe are here for the first time tonight, let me go through this very quickly, the parts very quickly as a refresher. If you miss any of this, don't worry, because at the end of the show, the show goes into an archived podcast, so you can go back and listen to it at your leisure, start and stop it at your convenience, and write these down. Okay, so you can just listen now and go grab them off the archives later or jot them down now as I talk, all right? So assignment in your journal, um, and you'll understand why it's a journal assignment, not an exercise in a moment. It's called the blank letter. And in part one, I wanted you to write in your journal page, I want you to write, dear blank, and then fill in the blank with anyone from your present day or go back as far back as you can remember and fill in that blank, dear blank. Once you write the first one, go to line two. And then do it again and again, as many times as you can. I want you to have at least 20, all right, dear, and fill in the blank. These have to be people that you know or have met or have personally impacted your life, all right? If you don't remember their name or never knew it, you could write, like, dear substitute teacher in the fourth, like I said, at least 20 long, dear blanks long. I want you to think of everybody in your past that you could or that you would write a letter to if you could for whatever reason, good, bad, or indifferent. Someone, you know, that you have something you would love to say to, something that you didn't say that needed said, someone you wanted to thank or forgive or to ask forgiveness from or to say forgiveness will never come, whatever your reasons. I want you to go past the obvious people. The ones that I am more interested in are the ones who you may have only met for a moment in your life, a a brief sliver of time. And yet, for some reason, they still stand out. They still beckon you. Okay? You still think of them. Even though it's just like a moment. For some reason, they're still there. You still carry them with you. All right. Part two of the assignment was, I wanted you to choose three of the people off that list and write those letters. And to remember that this is a journal assignment. No one will ever see these but you. They are not meant to be uh, great works of writing. You know, if you turn them into something at some point, then that's awesome. But the intent is this intimate time with your brain where you can just go exploring ideas and thoughts, which is also the reason that I have a blurb that says, upon my death, the very first thing someone must do is burn my journals. The second thing is, if I die a boring death, you need to stuff bacon in my pockets and take me to the mountains. And just leave me there. Because whatever happens will be the much better headline. <laughs> so now the third part of this assignment. And you're going to just slap your head in your middle of your forehead and go, ah, Nyla. <laughs> so part three of the assignment is now that you've written your list of people and you've written three of those letters, I want you to add 10 more people to that list. Look harder. Think harder. Add 10 more people to that list. And then from the entire list. I want you to write three more letters. All right. So to the list of people where you say, dear blank, I want you to add 10 more people to that list. And then from the entire list, not just from those 10, but from the entire list, I want you to pick three more. And I want you to write three more letters. And be gut honest in these, you know, say what you want to say. 
like I said, you know, even if you, you know, no one's going to see these. You'll be pulling stuff from them, but no one's ever going to see them but you. Okay. So be gut honest when you write these letters. All right. So next week we will have part four and the conclusion of Dear Blank. Then and then make sure that you're here next week so that you can hear the rest of it. All right. Next, it's time for your writing exercises. Now, your writing exercise, I'm going to be doing um, just one this week. And your exercise for this week is going to be pick apart a prompt. And I want to keep that going because I want you to always remember, I, I always want it at the front of your mind, the first thought in your, you know, first thought in your creative process is to stop. And slow down and realize that what you do with inspiration before you create, before you create, can be much more important than what you create. And in this case, we're talking about poetry. However, this is not not supposed to end up with you writing a poem. Instead, I want you to look at the prompt. And by looking deeper at the prompt itself and not trying to write to it, it becomes something altogether different. It can become anything. So what I want you to do is at the top of your page, I want you to write down the prompt, which pick a part of prompt for this week is 2020, which I think is a pretty good one. Because what you're going to do is instead of writing a poem, I want you to make a list of all the poems you could write to the prompt. So all the difference, if you were to write a poem, the prompt 2020, what are the all the different takes you could go take with it? What are the d- different directions you could go? What are all the different poems you could write to that? How many different voices or faces could it have? Okay, so instead of writing the actual poem, I want you to make a list of all the poems that you could write to this prompt. Okay. So once again, the pick apart prompt for this week is 2020. I'm moving you to your writing prompts. Prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. The prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So what I want you to do is I want you to number your paper one through eight. One through eight. And when I'm done here, these eight prompts plus two extras, your bonus prompts on my Facebook page. So if you want to go check those out at any time, you can just jump over my page and scroll until you find the the prompts I put up there. So it'll be this eight plus two more. So it'll be a 10, 10 total. So the first one, is Nights in Vain. And you get to decide what I what what I mean by vain. Nights in Vain. Like a violin. We are like a violin. Number three. Call of the girl. Call of the girl. Number four. 
Fly like music. Fly like music. Five. Number five. As if being born. As if being born. Number six. North of the heart. North of the heart. Number seven. It is how children speak. It is how children speak. And number eight, buzz of angels, angels. Now, all of these prompts, all eight of these prompts, come from lines in a poem titled To Speak As If Being Born by Anna Marie Veramosco. And that's... All right, now do you guys have sound? I saw chat, I saw chat. Let me fix this. Okay. All right, can you guys hear me now? Hear me now. All right, I am going to play a track real quick and then we will be right back. I'm going to get this sorted out for you, okay? Ode to Nina Simone. Nina! Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, far from home. You're our own. When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sing, my skin is black, I was taken aback. Say you ain't got no I knew what you meant Mr. Moan My life My life was touched When you bellowed out My name is Peaches When you were so far ahead of your time That even when you died died, The rest The rest Mr. Moan Mr. Moan Mr. Moan you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music never old. When you tickle those keys, you touch something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask, why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone, you were a delicious treat. 
Oh, how I still love you. Mr. Moan, Mr. Moan, you're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded, as your songs reminded, they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. Okay, so that was Mama Oladeji, our beautiful mama, with Ode to Nina Simone, Vicky Aqua. So I'm not sure if you guys can, uh, one of you guys in your chat, let me know the last thing you remember me talking about before sound was lost. Thank you guys for letting me know. I have no clue now where I was at in this process and what (laughs) what you heard and what you didn't. Um, so I don't know where I should start again. I'm, hmm. Let's just go ahead and I will, towards the end of the show, I will give you your assignments and stuff again, if we have time to do that, okay? Otherwise, if you guys did not hear all of that, then I will just give these to you over again next week. And it really upsets me because I had, um... I really had a lot of good stuff to go over with you this year. The one thing that I do want to talk about, and I did not get to you yet, or get to yet when I was going through all this, is I think that I'll just re-give you the prompts from this week next week. That's what we're going to do. But I do want to talk about it being a new year and some of the things I want you to think about. Every year I try to focus on one thing that we can really work hard on and try to do better at because I don't care how good you are, you can always do better, you know, and things that will help us grow both personally and in our craft, and that is reading, 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 reading. We are going to talk about reading this year because if you are not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards, and I was so guilty of this, you guys, when I first started writing because I was so afraid or cocky or conceited or confident, whatever you want to call it. But I was so afraid that if I read someone else's work, that my voice wouldn't be my voice. And I wanted it to be purely me. I did not want to be influenced and have 
my words tainted by the thoughts of another. <laughs> so I didn't read much. And it's so bad. It's so wrong. You know, if you are not, like I said, if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. So I want to give you a heads up and a warning. Because at any time, on any show, any given Thursday, I'm going to ask you, what are you reading? And I'm hoping that you will have an immediate answer. Okay? So be prepared. We're going to go into this more a little bit next week for the sake of time. But just be aware that I will ask you, what are you reading? And I'm hoping you'll be able to tell me. The next thing that we're going to do, I want to kind of put a bug in your ear, and, and that is for 12 months for this year, I would like you to learn a new poetry form, like a sestina or a sonnet. And we did this many, many years ago, but I think that it's important now. And that, I'm saying one new poetry form a month because that breaks it down into baby bites. I don't care if you do them all next December. You just have to have 12 in by the end of the year. Meaning, if you miss a month, that is not a crutch, it's not an excuse, it's not a reason to quit. Oh, my God, I didn't do it this month. I'm a failure. I guess I can't do it. No, that means next month you write two. Or the following month, write three. Next December, on the 30th, at 11.59 at night, or no, on the 31st, <laughs> at 11.59, you better crank out 12 new poetry form poems. Okay? So just 12 new ones this year. Learn to, learn. I mean, you can't call yourself a poet if you don't have at least a grasp or understanding or a conversational knowledge of your craft. And you may not be somebody who, you may be a a free verse writer who does only performance poetry, right? But if you're someplace and somebody asks you a question or is talking about, you know, someone wrote this tanka and you're just going, oh, I don't know what that is, all of a sudden you're just alienated. And it's not a good feeling. And it's very detrimental to you. You know, so it's good to educate ourselves with at least a conversational knowledge and understanding of our craft, even if it's something we don't normally do. This is going to be out of a lot of your comfort zones. It is most certainly out of mine. I set this for my soul, my my soul, my soul for my soul. I I set this as a goal for myself several years ago as well, but mine was two, so I learned 24 in a year, and I'm setting it for myself again this year because there's still some I don't know. So I want you to kind of think about that in the back of your head. All right, and I'm going to go through some ways of um, accomplishing this and how to do this and how to make it easy, especially if you're somebody like me who's thought of numbers or, or you know, having to count. Anything with numbers makes my brain absolutely lock up. I can't even explain it as an actual. I can feel it happening. I can feel the key. It's a physical thing I feel my brain doing anytime I have to look at math. And so for me, it was real hard until I looked at it in a new way. And I'll share that with you next week. And the next one that I want us to kind of keep in our heads to do every day, every day, not just this year, but every day, 
And I'm keeping this going because it's really a good one, you guys. Is every day write a haiku. You know, it's kind of like writer's discipline. The key to, to writing is to write. The key to being a better writer is writing. The key to not letting something that people think is called writer's block consuming you is to write. You know, get out of your head that every single time you sit down with a pen and paper, you need to produce a poem worthy of going on Facebook so that someone's going to click like. That's not what being a writer is about. That's ego, you guys. That's what that is. That's ego. You know, doing things like this that are going to make you a better writer, giving yourself permission to do something besides being a milk cow hooked up to one of those machines that just does nothing but sits and gets milked. You have to have input in order to have output. You have to have things to process in your brain in order to produce new things. All right, so every day, go out in your day and find something worth 17 syllables. Write a haiku every day. Carry a little notebook with you. And I'm going to say this over and over. You guys are going to be sick of hearing it. I don't care because it has to be heard. I don't care if your little hiccup was only 15 syllables. Go back and add the other two later. The idea is just to get it down on paper, those little thoughts that creep into our brain. Because the more we listen to them, the more they're going to have to share with us. A writer's discipline isn't just writing. Sometimes the greatest gift you can give yourself as a writer is to listen. All right. So we'll be talking about all of this more next week when I didn't get, (laughs) my voice didn't get invisible. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's all I'm going to touch on this. I think that's all we're going to do there. I'm going to go ahead and play a track real quick so I can get myself back lined up in order here and uh, get things ready to go. The track that I'm going to play for you is a piece by uh, Seb N, and it's called Otis Redding Was the Alchemist of Love. I love this piece. Here we go. I have no rightful idea what this next poem's about. I believe uh, I wrote it uh, after having a quarrel with my girlfriend and she threw me from a automobile in the seedier side of uh, San Jose, California, and uh, not from a moving automobile, I hasten to add, but uh, she decided she no longer wanted my company on that particular day, and I had to walk through uh, some of the some of the sketchier neighborhoods of town to get to my apartment, which was also in a sketchy neighborhood of town, um, and it's just some of the things that I was thinking about and getting myself into sort of strife with and uh, some stuff I made up, and uh It all sort of comes together at the end anyway, but uh, I had no clear idea what I was trying to do when I started to write this, and ordinarily I do have a very clear idea of what I'm attempting to accomplish. But it seemed kind of popular when I put it out, and and, I always sort of liked the way it fell together, so I'm going to try to read it now, and uh, see see what you guys make of it, because you'll probably do better than me. It's called Otis Redden Was the Alchemist of Love. I asked the guy handing out the socialist newsletter, who is the alchemist of love? He looked at me as if I ought to know better. He said, don't ask me, I'll call a cop. So I lit out running down East Empire Street till I got so puffed I had to stop. Seen a coyote picking through a garbage can, I said, who is the alchemist of love? He said, why are you even asking me, man? I'm just trying to do my job. And he growled at me, so I kept on walking. Kind of strange, that coyote talking. Had a sort of Arkansas accent. 
So I headed down 10th Street by the abandoned factory, and it kept coming back to me about where the secret of love had gone. I walked past the corner of Washington. I was looking for an old-school hobo, because they're kind and wise, and maybe he'd seen the alchemist with his hoboing eyes. But there were none to be found. Someone cleaned up this town, sent them all to Sacramento. It occurred to me that maybe I needed a new hobby or mission, so I bought a newspaper at the Rotten Robbie, but I ditched it in a trash can by the eucalyptus tree. I can't believe I paid for mercury. They'll eat dope fiends and sex maniacs write that paper. So I got to the corner of 10th and St. James, and this guy in a red Dodge Ram starts calling me names. I said, have mercy on a cripple boy. I'm wrestling with a mystery. I don't monkey with you city ducks. Don't come a monkey in with me. But this guy, he won't calm down. It's like he's hollering for his life. Now he's got me pegged in the blue house on St. John Street, and I'm doing something with his wife, which made me think a little, but I was sure it was not me. I said, no, sir, your accusation is made most wrongfully, for I'm just a pilgrim down 10th Street. I seek to learn love's alchemy. He said, I believe you. You're speaking true, for my wife's lover was a handsome man, so that surely is not not you and he let me through but the more i think about it well you might still have been me i walked past the funeral parlor the barber and the 7-eleven store my mind was mightily vexed and my feet were mightily sore i felt my spirit sinking low and my hopes were solely sagging as i walked past captain delta girls loading the green volvo wagon a sign said we buy houses and another eat at cans but i realized they weren't even the slightest evidence I was feeling uninspired, tired, ragged, and depressed. I was almost run down by the Spartan Express. The alchemy of love didn't exist. I wandered on, consumed by doubt. I needed more than pen and poetry to work this problem out. I decided I was not cut out to be a visionary seer. Plus, I figured I was hungry, so I went to a taqueria. Super taqueria, South 10th Street, just before Williams. Best tacos in Santa Clara County. Lots of big shots eat there. I was doodling on a napkin as I waited for my order. I was feeling philosophical, well, maybe kind of sorter. My waitress had big brown eyes and soft inviting hips, the kind of face that makes a man begin to lose his grips. I imagined hearing wedding bells and smelling orange blossoms till the pragmatist in me said, Buddy, smoke em if you got em. Twas then I threw my pen down. I felt the breaking of the curse. I had the alchemist of love in simple, plain-wrought verse. One man said that highest love was born of soft caress. One man said that to truly love was to grovel and confess. Otis said, you got to, got to, got to, got to try a little tenderness. Well, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I love that piece so much, I can't even begin to tell you. Okay, so... I'm hoping that we've gotten everything kind of put back together here. We'll stumble through this. You know, it, 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 at first I was sitting there thinking, you know, gosh. You know, first show of the year, can't we just have one show without problems? But that's not how we do it. You know, technology is technology, and nothing is perfect. And I don't expect it to be. You know, I remember when I first started the show, I used to get so freaked out if I couldn't get called in, and I would just, the anxiety was horrible. But now I just don't care. Now the important thing is, is that we just get to be here together. You know, you know what I tell you. You know, we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. It's the time together that matters more than anything at all. So we're going to just plug right through and get things done. If you're a recording artist and you want to have me play your track on the air, you can email those to me. The word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right. Let me know uh, that it's an audio track by putting MP3, something like that, in the subject line for me. We'll get it uploaded to the show's library, and we will play it for the world. All right, so all will be good to go. <laughs> now, if you are on hold, 
this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as Michael at 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, be sure to introduce yourself. It's very important that people know who you are, that your name is attached to your work. All right, so say, hi, this is me, Michael, and this is my awesome poem I'm going to share with you tonight. All right, make sure you introduce yourself. Right now, let me take a look at the lines we've got. All right, so right now you can read two poems, two normal poems, not epic poems, you know, two normal-length poems. Keep the poems right around five-minute mark, so be curious of people waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy tonight, we may need to switch that back to you reading just one. If that happens, I will let you know. If that happens on your call, please forgive me. Um, but, you know, right now you're good to go at two. The uh, You want to make sure that when you're done reading that you give out your URL so that people can come find you and do some networking with you. We're also going to be talking about that this year. The importance of setting up a personal, professional, creative network for yourself. Why is it important to do? Why you need to take it more serious? Um, the value of it. You know how that comes in. How social media comes into play as a writer now in the year 2021, as opposed to 1950, as opposed to the 1800s as opposed to 2,000 years ago. Okay, things are different now. And we really need to be aware of that and be aware of how we do do things that, you know, if one of our goals is to be a published writer, you know, even if you don't, I know there's some of you out there thinking, I'll never be good enough to be published. I'll never... You know, I could never have, oh, God, what if they say, what if they say no? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You get your little nose out and bent out of the joint a little bit? Who cares? Every poem, trust me, every poem has a home. And if you go through, and I'm, I'm going to be doing a show on this, if you if you realize that and believe that, that every poem has a home, that home may be in your notebook. You'll know by looking at it, all right? Or that poem could be on the push cart prize winning list all right so every poem has a, has a home it's being able to realistically look at your writing and taking the time to find the right home for it do you know out of every poem i have ever submitted anywhere in my entire life i've been rejected once and it came with a letter saying it's because they already had too many poems on that basic, that particular subject matter. Once. I'm very picky about where I send my things at. I'm very, I'm, I make sure that I give them the best chance that they have. There's so many things that you have to do. So if this is something that's important to you, the only thing holding you back from it is yourself. And we're going to be addressing things like that this year. All right, so think about that. All right, so give out your URL. Back to where you thought I'd get lost, didn't you? <laughs> give out your URL because building that social network for yourself is very important. Next thing, remember that we are a mature-rated show. That means you are bound to hear just about anything here with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. And I'm going to let area codes, I'm trying to go fast because, God, this is taking a long time. 
All right, 757-216. Mama, you were on earlier at the beginning of the show. I have you as like the, the third caller, and you're down at the bottom of the list now. So if you got kicked off and you're ready to talk, press 1. If you had to jump out of the lineup, just press 1 when you're ready to get back in. That's 216. All right. Just actually make sure that that's Mama. Yep, that's Mama. So, Mama, yeah, I have you I have you in order, so if you press 1, I'll bring you in on your order because I have you written down. Otherwise, uh, just jump in when you're ready. So, area code 757-216 and 516. You guys are not in the lineup. Area code 5, excuse me, 757 and 516. You guys are now not in the lineup. So, if you would like to come on the air, please press 1, and that will let me know to bring you on. All righty? If you're just listening... Awesome. Hang out. Have fun. If you change your mind at any time and you would like to come on, press 1 then and I will bring you on. All right. So without further ado, <laughs> let's bring on area code 731. 731, are you with me? I am with you. I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. I, I found one of my New Year's Eve poems that I should have read last weekend. That's all right. It's a New Year's, not New Year's Eve, so it's something for the New Year that you can read a Halloween poem if you want. I don't care as long as you read, my love. Okay. Well, this right here is from 2013, and obviously this was a day my head was clear. So um, I think I probably written three poems with the title Elegy because for some reason that word fascinates me. So I'll read this real quick and get it out of the way. It's Elegy by Michael Todd. Holding on to what is real rather than illusion alluding to my narrow, if noble, perspective, presenting a pattern of objective confusion. Perhaps it really is time for a new directive. Yearning for a moment frozen in time and space, never taking into account potential consequence. Each dawn has its day then vanishes without a trace. While I know it was there, I haven't seen it since. You took it laying rightful claim to what you own. Eventual lifelines fade and become threadbare. All too apparent when I looked to find you were gone. Reminders like clues are strewn about everywhere. Reckoning is a task I find altogether foreboding. Of all advances taken, two steps forward and wait. Seeing the final vestiges colliding, imploding, Every step taken leads one to this certain fate. For all I imagine and that which I know to be true, running in place from past is all that makes sense. Obstacles only impede if I choose to allow them to. Much to my benefit, at present, I am easy to convince. Moving forward requires us all to turn and gaze back. Yet this lesson must be reminded and learned again keeping with the ancient order, staying on track. Even a final dawn has its day to claim what then. In poem. Can't embrace your future if your arms are full of your past. Got it. I love that piece. Thanks. You are very Thanks. welcome, Michael. My head was screwed on straight then. Hey, you got to list all your people that are that in the in the queue right now. Do you see a eight six zero? Uh, let me look eight six zero. Yes. 
was this the next poem I'm going to read? I wrote to her. Can I just read it to her on the air? Sure. Bring her up. 860, you're on the air. <clears throat> Are you there, Krisha? Um, hold on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I guess I'm on. You're on. Welcome to Speakeasy Cafe. Nala and I have got you on because I'm going to... I'm going to read your poem to you. How about that? Yeah, um, that makes me really happy, and um, I'm so glad that I listened to your show last last weekend, Nyla. Um, I loved it. It was a great way to ring in the new year. Michael kind of reminded me of it after he read, so I listened to it live, and then I listened to, you know, backwards after um, midnight. Really enjoyed it. And I, I'm going to be better at calling in because um, I have to admit I was kind of watching Grey's Anatomy on Thursday nights with my mother, but I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, you know, there was very little that could pull me away from uh, watching Star Trek Voyager with my son on those nights. The rest of the world had to go on hold. That was sacred time. So, (laughs) you know, maybe if you can, like, keep a poem in your pocket and during commercial you can run in the bathroom real quick and read a poem. Right, no, and then I'm get back out there it. and watch with her. <laughs> I'm gonna give it up. She's 85. She understands. I think this. I think it's. I think it's um, winding down anyway. So I just told her to tell me what happened. <laughs> okay, Michael, go ahead and read your poem, honey. Okay. All right. This. Uh, this is a poem I wrote for Krista Jopek, the girl you're talking to right now. It's called Lackey. Lackey by Michael Todd. What you need is a lackey at your disposal, an eager manservant whose duties are multiple, one well-versed in the art of domestic chore who, at the end of the day, offers a little more, a faithful flunky who works for minimum wage to tend to your needs as you turn the page would surely be welcome. You could use a ballet. Indentured servitude there would make my day. While I can't provide references as an attendant, I don't hail from Britannia, but I am a descendant. I can buttle with the best. Just you wait and see. Soon all your friends will want one like me. I can chauffeur, if needed, to where you might go, just so long as I don't have to drive in the snow. I can get by in the kitchen preparing a meal, bacon-wielding scullion, added part of the deal. In the event you are interested, I'm up to the task. All you need to do to make this work is to ask. This sounds too good to be true. Don't ask why. My only question is, where should I go to apply? <laughs> In point. Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Michael? Yes, ma'am. You can use me as, as a reference anytime. I I definitely know what it's like to be in your good graces. <laughs> well, I like to give you some con- some context for um the poem. I'm always I'm not the best housekeeper. I live alone, so you know I'm allergic to dust. So there's a lot of dust here. I don't like dusting. My typewriters are all you mentioned typewriters. They're all dusty. So I wish I had like I wrote this story in installments on Facebook about a um. It's the first line is um. I took a taxi back from the airport and I fell in love with the driver and he turned out to be a robot. <laughs> and, I, and I fall in love with him. That's and awesome. He does all my chores. 
But, but Michael, I think we're going to clone you because um, your clone is going to drive in the snow here. I can't do it. it. I'm telling you, I live in in the south. It's the first sign of snow. I look for the nearest ditch, drive straight into it, and just get it out of the way. How about I be a chauffeur to the the oh, what do you call it? What's that word? Concierge. Ooh. So I, I will be Michael's chauffeur. Yeah. To your concierge. But see, I have I'm gonna get Michael's DNA from one of his family members. I think the little boy Holden's gonna get his DNA and I'm gonna clone him. <laughs> and sell him and the one Can I get a little her, one that's like the bobblehead doll size for my dashboard? A mini Mikey. Yeah, really. Seriously. And my Mikey is going to be life-size because he's going to drive in snow, and we're going to alter his little DNA so he can drive in the snow. (laughs) We're going to genetically alter you. (laughs) We're going to breed you with a husky. He's going to make tacos and guacamole a lot for me. (laughs) So now my homework for you, my love, is I want you to write a poem in response to Michael's called The Perfect Michael. Awesome. Or coin, uh, coin-operated Michael. Coin-operated bobblehead Michael. <laughs> no, the bobblehead's <laughs> my thing, honey. Don't steal my thing. I get the bobblehead. All right, all right. Sorry. Because I just want to see him. I want to see him in front of me all the time, everywhere I go, shaking his head yes. So I know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, do you feel pick on, picked on, my love? I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this, y'all are, y'all are kind of making my you're making my work night go really nicely. Thank you kindly. <laughs> well, Michael Michael changed his profile picture on Facebook today, and his expression is just like oh, I know, I know, right? I, he, he looks like his little gnome face. It's so adorable. His big beautiful eyes, yeah, and his cute little smile. That could be the bobble face. It's perfect for the bobble face. Yeah, and he just shot, you know, shakes his head. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got to try to make one now, right? I, I get one idea in my head, and it'll sit there and fester and drive me crazy until I try it. So I will be out with my molding, modeling clay and um, trying to make a bobblehead Michael now. I just want you guys to know that. It's going to happen. We can um, we can make a Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I just wet myself a little laughing. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! They could be like quaaludes. They could be quaaludes coming out. (laughs) Practicality pills, smart pills. Only smart pills. When I was little, smart pills. Someone tried to get you to eat smart pills. It was uh, deer poop. Here, have a smart pill. I'm not eating that. I know what that is. (laughs) Oh my god! Smart pills, yeah. So we have you on. Michael read one poem. We can normally read two. So while we have you on, would you like to share a poem with us for Michael's second poem? Yes, I would. Um, Or, Michael, did you have a second one to read, and we can put them back on hold, and I can bring them on? No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm going to just just listen (laughs) to y'all now. I've read two. I've got my my limit. Uh, I think that you just put some vi- fire and oil together. I don't know if, if you realize what you've just done introducing us. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what would you like to share, my dear? Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody again and uh, okay, let sure. us know what you want to read. Okay. Krishna Jopak, 
Um, and I'm going to read a poem I wrote today. It's a short poem. It's uh, two, four, six, eight, ten lines. I posted on Facebook. Um, five couplets. It's called Insurrection, and it's about uh, yesterday. Insurrection. Speak to me of your intense, unspeakable pain. Stop hiding in the foxhole. It's safe now. Authorities with their own drawn guns have stopped the mob's delusions playing out tragically in the people's temple of justice. Write out your ill-deserved suffering on the tsunami sea waves billowing with dark turquoise until the end of this macabre book. Look, we are here again under the cathedral of morning skylight, awkward seabirds. I'm listening, I'm listening carefully to everything you'll tell me and will love the magical horizon even more. Absolutely wonderful. Michael, you go ahead and comment first. No, no, it's you. I'm, y'all, y'all chit-chat. I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always... I've always enjoyed your writing. Michael shared you before, and I just think that you you have a you you do one of the things that I really talk about a lot when I do my assignments and stuff on the show at the very beginning, where I talk about really search for unique imagery. You know, I don't think you know unless it's something that's not been created yet or has not happened yet. Every other topic, there there are no new topics. There are no you know no. You're right. Everything has been written, and that's actually not true. It just makes a nice metaphor. Everything's already been written. You just have to find a way to write it differently, more uniquely. Except except what hasn't happened yet, but usually what happens in the future, you know, history repeats itself. But um, I'm going to pitch a workshop to you. What's the best way to do that? Send me a message on Facebook, right? Yeah, just shoot me a message over on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so and you I, can I do this, like I said at the beginning, because um, as you can, you can do these. Um, you can pre-record it on your computer. We can do a conference mm-hmm. call and pre-record it, or you can do it live, however you want to. Yeah, I do it live. Okay. But Perfect. um, but yeah, I agree with the imagery thing, and I realize what I do is um, I have an extensive vocabulary because I'm in love with the English language, and I actually um. My parents speak Polish as a first language, so I actually read a small dictionary to improve my vocabulary um, before I went to grad school. So anyway, like I have, you know, and I don't use big words for the sake of big words. It's always trying to find the most precise word. I have the imagery. And then I think what's really beautiful is to take simple words and just put them together in a way that, you know, no one else has put together before. I think that's, to me, that's stunning. That, that I'm, I'm glad you said it that way because that's another thing that is really, really amazing about the way that you write. You're very accessible. You know, oh, you nice. are your your poetry is approachable. It is not uh, pretentious. You know, and you're not oh, throwing nice. out really things that are so esoteric that they don't even have a meaning. You're just making them up because they sound cool. You know, we all know the type of poetry that I'm talking about. Um, you're very accessible as a poet. And, that's really good to hear. You know, you're, yeah. That's good to hear because um, I just had a conversation with someone about, you know, everybody's against academic poetry. And, I mean, I've studied the poetic tradition. I've, like, Ms. Academy, but I'm not an academic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there is that ivory tower. There is that, you know, pretension of not. The elitist, what like, I call the elitist, yeah. the presumptuous elitist, you know, who. They only like a certain kind of poetry. Yeah, 
you know, the best example I can use of that is, oh, God, now I can't think of his name, the guy who wrote Cats, T.S. Eliot. Yes. Was very, yes. was very pretentious. My dog's named after <laughs> Really? My dog's <laughs> name is Elliot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's poetic justice that the one piece of work that he's remembered for more than anything are the, the poems about the cats that he wrote at the end of the letters he wrote his grandchildren. And that got turned into, yeah. you know, after his death, that got turned into musical cats. But those are the poems yeah. this pretentious poet's remembered for. Not, And I'm not saying he was a bad poet, but he was definitely had his head up his butt. I just posted a link to um, Journey of the Magi yesterday with him reading it. Um, and uh, he's a really good reader. Like, Wall Stevens awful. Like, Wall, I love mm-hmm. Wall Stevens, and he's been considered pretentious. But Elliot, I would recommend... Um, the the mad the magi the um it's short he's reading it he's like this is the first time I've read a poem on the radio on in England or the United States and then the other poem I love of his is a love song of J L for Prufrock that's probably the poem I know the most lines of you know do I dare eat a peach do I dare disturb the universe I grow old I grow old I shall wear the bottom of my trousers rolled um, the women come and go speaking of Michelangelo. That's a a really nice poem. See, now, I want you to send me that message about the workshop because just because of you going through that, there's one I think I may have you help me with in addition to that I'm going to be doing. All right. My pleasure, Nyla. (laughs) Awesome. All right, both of you, Michael, you guys both, please give out your your, uh, URL so people can come find you. You can find me at, at miketodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. The first poem, Elegy, is on there. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a, I'm on Facebook, Krisha Jopek, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K, and my website is krishajopek.com. And Nyla's going to be working on a bobblehead, and I'm going to be working on a pen. <laughs> That's my homework, too. <laughs> oh, so funny. Coin-operated, Michael. I want to hear that poem next week. Yep, or whenever it's done. Oh, I'll do it for next week. <laughs> awesome. I want to hear the one about the bobblehead, too. Thank you. Yeah, no, I want to write about the bobblehead. I want to hear the one you're going to write about the bobblehead, too. I'm not going to write about the bobblehead. I might write about the bobblehead, but I'm going to make the bobblehead. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm going to get my scoping clay out, and I'm going to make the bobblehead. It's going to hurt, isn't it? It's not going to hurt. Yep. Only if I stick a pin in it, honey, it'd be nice. Not a voodoo okay. doll. Oh, damn it. Okay, fine. All right, I'll be nice. <laughs> they should, they All right, you guys. They have Michael, thank you for... Voodoo doll. Yeah, we'll make it a love doll. No, that even makes it a weirder. Love doll. Right on the sensor, <laughs> like Johnny Five or whatever that show was. <laughs> oh, I'm so demented. I'm so sorry, folks. Oh, the All right. So anyway, yeah. thank you, Michael, Thank you for what. Thank you for what you do, Nyla. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for bringing her by. Thank you for being here. You're part of our family now, and so you know, yeah. Absolutely. I'll set a place at the table for you every week. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. Thank you. Thanks, honey. Thank you, Michael. Bye, Bye, Mikey.
All right. So our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next couple of callers so you kind of know where you're at. We have 347, and then we have 216, which is Mama. Let her know that I had her place safe because she got knocked off the line. So 347, you are on the air. 347, are you with me? Hello. Hello. Hey, you. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, baby? I was waiting for the guy to come and be like unmuted. Unmuted. You just weren't listening. He he was there. I heard him. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. That little bastard. Yeah. Maybe he got fired. You know, it is COVID. A lot of people lost their job. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Actually, that wouldn't be funny, but that would be funny. How are you, honey? What's going on with you? Um, I'm combing my hair. You're combing your hair? How can you comb your hair? You got dreads. I no longer have dreads, Myla. You pay, you pay me so much attention. It's not like I'm all up in your underwear. Well, okay, I might be in your underwear drawer at times, but it's only because I'm looking for a pen. I know for a fact you've been on my page at least three times in the last two weeks, and on my page is a big old profile of me, the lockless monster. The lockless monster? Do You did not do that. Yeah, that's what I call myself now. Written in pain, the lockless monster. It has a ring to it. Well, how can I tell? Look at your picture. I come on your page, right? So I'm on your page, and all I see is a picture of you with a hat on near your head down. How am I not supposed to know that your dreads are inside your hoodie? I just changed to that picture because you never commented on my new haircut. That's the sole reason you changed it. I changed it yesterday. (laughs) You know, I'm going to get in trouble with Mama for... uh, for giving you shit. Yeah, well, she should she should yell at you for not paying me any attention. Oh, oh, oh! I'm not a groupie. I'm your sister, buddy. <laughs> Don't forget that. I can take you down. <laughs> well, getting sassy my, with me. This, my <laughs> what made you cut your dreads off? Huh? Why'd you cut your dreads off? Um, it was time to. Okay. I had them for 20 years. And I was, so I'm, you know, I, was just, I was just curious to know how I looked without them. Then when I found out, I wanted to put them back in. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I like them. I'll have to go over and see what your picture is. I'll have to go over and see the picture without them so I can see. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm you should do like the Jerry like, Curls like Prince had. I'm not as handsome as I used to be. You'll always be handsome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, You're thank welcome. You. you should make that your status. You know, Carlos will always be handsome. Maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go do that as soon as the show's over. Thank you. You're welcome. Cause shit, I'll be. That'll just stir up shit. You know that'll stir up shit. Yeah. That's funny. Where's your stirs, Nyla? What's that? You, where Shifter is. You know, you posted a picture. I don't remember what it was. A couple weeks ago, you posted a picture, and it really inspired me to write, right? And then so uh-huh. I did. I wrote under the picture. And then some kind of way Facebook took it away. What was the picture? Oh, man. It was gothic, though. It was, like, creepy and scary. It was like, I don't remember. I have to go on your page and scroll. But it was a couple of weeks ago, and I wrote the poem, 
And I was like, yeah, because I never, you know, do your, write what is inspired. You know, I do it in my notebook, but not on your page, because you, you always tend to have people on your friends list that don't like me very much. So, Ditto. but this time, I wrote it under the picture. And it's like, as soon as I, like, went away to, like, do something else on Facebook and went back to your page, it was gone. Hmm. You have to remind me what it was. I'll look on your page, and then when I find it, I'll type under the page, it was this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) It's so good to hear from you. What a perfect way. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I love you so much. You know, and we we both got these crazy lives, and we go in different directions, and we don't talk all the time. But, you know, it's always there. It doesn't matter. that We go a year without talking. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Put us on the phone, and it's like chocolate chip cookie time, only I don't want chocolate chips. Right, and I'm always stalking your page. I'm me too. I'm I'm watching I'm watching what you do. I have to keep track of who's who's mad at who because who's talking to who now. And see right. what you're doing. You've been doing some amazing things this year. I'm really proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, what's the gimmick this week? One poem or two? You can do two. Okay, I decided that I'm going to read the first three books out of the Bible because it's poetic. <laughs> it's going to take about 45 minutes. Hope everybody's relaxed. Get a cup of Java. Okay, you ready? Okay. Go. In the beginning, there was the vote. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, oh, shit. So I didn't feel like pulling out any notebooks. I'm just going to dig in the old memory banks. And I'm going to just recite something that I know because I was all discombobulated when I got home and I didn't have time to, you know, pull out my scrolls. Your scrolls. Okay. Right. By the way, for people who's listening who also don't pay me any attention like Nyla, this is written in pain. So I'm ready when you give the green light. Okay, so the first poem I'm going to do is called if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. And usually when I do this poem loud, I make the crowd repeat it like three times so that they are very well versed with the name of the poem. Because the name of the poem is, if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. That's the name of it. It's the name of the poem. Okay. Do you remember the name of the poem? No. It's called, if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. If I had the words to say what I really wanted to say, this is what I'd say. You kind of edited it, but it's, it's close enough. You ready? Okay, I am. <laughs> All right. I want to say I love you. But to confine how I feel for you in the four letters and my business is words, well... Right now, I'm aiming to do better. I'm exposing myself to you. Thought I knew better. Yeah, you sexy, but this is what comes after that, beyond talking till morning or dawning when when things in common turn spiritual bonding. This, this is bigger than that. 
mindless chit-chats and enact zodiacs are way bigger than love. I'm trying to tell you that. In fact, it's the kind of contact that makes the soul react where sensual minds can bind and mingle till it, till it makes the spine tingle. You're my divine intention. Wishing I could, wishing I could elongate my latitude beyond this dimension. Did I mention my mission? You and I stay forever in a day. What I, what I used to wish away, you could kiss away when you're gone. I get the blues. Now, I ain't sad. I just can't breathe without you. Does does this sound like love to you? Love is an action the brokenhearted used to do. What I feel for you is oceanic, meaning it's depthless, meaning meaning if you submerge yourself in it, it leaves you breathless. I want to drown in it. I mean, I can't swim. I just want to float around in it, and, and this ain't love. They say love is magic, but... But then you find out magic don't exist. It's mostly tricks and this. This is life. (laughs) I life you. Meaning I die. If I was to part from you. Because it would... It would mean death if I was apart from you, but we bonded at the soul. I'm a part of you. You know, they say only fools fall in love, but now don't love sound like a trap where you fall for the bait but never get your heart back? Nah, (laughs) nah. This is bigger than that because you didn't steal my heart. It's been ransacked and this, this ain't love. They say love is blind, but I see you clearly. I get visions and apparitions when you're not near me. They say you don't know what you had till it's gone. (laughs) But they were wrong because I've been right here treasuring you (laughs) all along. And if I had the words to say what it is, I really wanted to say this is what I would say. But until that day. I love you. Well, I was in pain. Oh, I'm just supposed to go back to back. Like, I'm so good. It's no intermission. It's supposed to go from number one to number two. Like, it's, it's no. All right. Uh, <laughs> this poem is called, um, this poem is called Wendy McDonald. Her name was Wendy McDonald. You couldn't hear me, could you? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, no, I couldn't hear you. No, I couldn't. Thank you, Blog Talk. I love you. (laughs) I know. They're so inconvenient. I'm so sorry. What I was saying was I, I absolutely love that, and I asked you, would you please... Record that for me so I can upload it to the show's library. I will record it for you, and I will send it to you. Promise? Pinky swear? Pinky swear. I love the line in there where you said, I life you. 
that was amazing. I just, just the, I love the whole sentiment of that poem. Thank you. You're welcome. You should make a really nice recording of that that people can play at their weddings. Oh, okay. Well, I put like birds chirping in the background. Something, you know. All right. You know Maybe we'll talk, infuse it with the know. smell of frosting. Scratch and sniff poetry. Right. When we'll get some um some. No, green that's the last it. thing I would have you write. Forget it. Forget I even mentioned that. Okay. <laughs> no scratch and sniff poetry for you. Scratch and sniff poetry sounds a little risque. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's that's given to the wrong person. Sorry. Oops. Rewind. <laughs> okay. Hi. What do you have for us next? Carlos. Uh, this poem is called Wendy. This poem is called Wendy McDonald. Okay. And I wrote this poem when I was hungry. This is, is, is very true. I'm ready when you're ready. Ready. All right. Her name was Wendy McDonald. I met her on a Sunday. In front of Fridays, she was eating a Sunday. She was, she was Cajun Kentucky fried fine. I'm talking legs, breasts, thighs, but I kept staring at that biscuit though. It was no cheddar cheese, just honey glaze, and I was amazed yet confused because I was sure she had heard every special menus. I wanted to bag it. So I asked her, could I take out? Nervous if she would give me service or tell me to break out. I knew she was feeling my delivery by the vibe she was giving me. She asked that I live alone or did someone live with me. Now the truth was the latter. You see, my roommate Nate was on a date. I needed her on my plate. So the truth didn't matter. We went outside. It was a cool whip. She was driving, so I dived in. We talked a mouthful while she was driving. We undressed soon as we reached my spot. This girl was so stacked. She turned I-house to I-hop. So much crazy. She gave me. It was crazy. In the morning, she frosted my flakes. It was great. So I dunked in her hind and frosted her cake. <laughs> this girl was a freak. What a treat. And it wasn't long before Wendy McDonald became my favorite place to eat. <sighs> she was like my olive and she made me feel like a sailor, man. Pardon. I mean, I felt like Popeye whenever I ate Olive Garden, but... After a few weeks, got strange. Couldn't deny it when I tried it. See, her diet started to change. Whenever I wanted to see her, I got no love. But she's on the gram, posting spam, giving other dudes hugs. <sighs> Even when I call her, I get a voice recorder like, Sorry, this is Wendy McDonald. I'm not here to take your order. <sighs> so I showed up to her house with a rose. Some dude shows unexposed half the 
closed, talking to me through the window, like, sorry, dude, we closed. My God. I guess her milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. Can you imagine how I felt walking to the subway while some dude make my tuna melt? I mean, why? Was I just a small fry next to this guy? Is my honey dip really high? Fructose corny. Was that a toy in her Happy Meal she played with when horny? I mean, how could I trust her? When she's behind my back playing games fucking every day, even bust her. I mean, that's the heart of me. This girl's clogging my arteries. And I needed to ensure that she would no longer be a part of me. A week later, she gave me a call. I answered like, I'm not in the mood. Who is dude? Because I don't like to share my food. She said, chill. Let that be stew. Because in about 20 minutes, I'm about to drive through. I said, I'm not home, but you can meet me there. When I got home, you know what meet me there? Her and my roommate, Nate, in the living room chair. I swear, this girl got no honor. It was cooking right in front of me. It looked like Benny Hanna's Don't Laugh. Because the sight was no fun. I had to literally watch Nathan put his hot dog all up in my honey buns. In the morning, he described the session. I didn't even ask no questions. He said, yo, I came off the shower. She started tossing salad. Wouldn't even let me get the dressing. I said, it's cool, because that hoe, GMO. And if you want Wendy McDonald's again, you got to take that order to go. You see, that's how it is nowadays. Yeah, you might get a slice, not knowing that pie cut a couple ways. Nowadays, before you eat, you got to check your moral. I mean, I know it gets hot and passionate, but you got to watch it unfold. Because everything that looked good ain't always good for you. You know, I heard Wendy McDonald gave a heart attack to a last dude, but it's no pounds gained for written in pain because I stopped eating that fast food. <laughs> that was written in pain. <laughs> you know, I, that is from knowing you like I do. I know how much fun you had to have writing that <laughs> I did I mean I can just see you I mean you were in your delivery even there were places you started laughing and there's places in there that made me laugh you know I can imagine that is a lot of fun to perform live that piece it is it is it is it also reminds me of the very first do you remember the very first piece of erotica I ever heard you read no it was real similar to this one, but it was about candy bars, I think. Ah, Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I laughed so flipping hard over that. I thought it was just hysterical. You'll have to come back and read that piece because it is will, so I fun. I will. <laughs> I will do that. What was Oh, 
I, th- I thought I was going to lose it when you were talking about Popeye and Olive Garden. It's like, geez, really? <laughs> it's like, did he sit there and, and sit there with what's what, what's that app called? Um, A Grubhub. Not Grubhub. It's like one, but pre pre virus that you would check out the ratings on a restaurant in your area. Oh, I know you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it either. I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, like I told you, when I wrote that, I was hungry. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> There's parts where saying, oh, my God, that sounds so, oh, no, I know what he's really talking about. Ew. I don't want to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also reminds me of my oh god, you know what? I have to do this. I have to do this. Do you know what Jeffrey Dahmer says when he opens his refrigerator? Oh my god, what? My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. I didn't say that, that out loud. No. Did you make that up? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I've known okay. it forever. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so your poem made me think about that because you're pulling out all the names of, like, you know, things. I'm sorry, you guys. Jeffrey Dahmer. Huh. A weirdo and okay. should not even be recognized or talked about. Okay. So Carlos, look, my love, my darling. Yeah. People yeah. need to come over and find you, get to know your work. I'm all that good stuff. everywhere. I'm written in pain everywhere in the universe. I'm the only written in pain in the cosmos. So if you see written in pain anywhere, it's his eye. Awesomeness. All right, and you're going to come back next week and read the other one? I will. I'm going to come back next week, and I'm going to read Candyman. Okay, because I love that piece. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. Thank you for being here, starting the year off so awesomely. Thank you for being here, Nyla. You know, blog talk poetry shows are scarce nowadays. Good to know that uh, Speakeasy Cafe ain't going nowhere. Not going nowhere. We've got a don't. I'm gonna put you on hold, but don't hang up because we got Mama next, and I know you want to hear what oh, she I'm has to read. I'm gonna listen to Mama. I'm gonna listen to Mama. And we all listen to Mama. This is a fact. All right, hun. Love you dearly. Happy New Year to love you. you. Too, Thank Nyla. you for calling in, love. Bye. Bye, honey. All right, let's grab Mama. Two one six. You are on the air. Okay. 216, exhausted. I tried to get on. I had people online with me, but it seems like people from the York area kept falling off. And then they would make my call fall off. I was happy to hear Written and Pain got through, but I had Robert Giddens on the phone, a world renowned poet. He was going to do something with me. He's also a 347. And then I have another sister from New York on the phone. Now she kept calling back, so she's on here now. So I'm going to let her go first, Nyla. Okay. uh, Okay. So um, my name is Sister X. Sister X, you go ahead and go first. Sister X, unmute your phone. You go first. Okay, she might have. That was sweet. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, we hear you now. Okay, you go ahead and go first. She kept calling Hello, back. Sister X. Hi, how that's, are you? Um, that's, my, that's my daughter, Nyla. She's going uh, to perform something for you. Go ahead, Sister X. 
I'm sorry I have been like speechless because I have to be getting rest because tomorrow I'm getting a little procedure. But anyways, I'm just going to freelance something very quickly from the bottom of my heart. How I'm just going to freelance. I'm just going to make up something because I haven't written anything on a piece of paper. And I don't have a topic for it, but um, <laughs> I don't have a topic. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I was just. I'm just going to freelance something. Let me see what I'm going to freelance about. about well, our, one of our prompts was 2021. If you want to go with that. Too many things is going on in 2021. That will take ages for me to even finish with it because the year just started and it's too much to even start discussing about. I don't know if I <laughs> okay. even finish the poem, where we're going to be at, so I don't know. So with this fake vaccine they're trying to push on people and this hoax stuff they're trying to put on people, that would take ages for me to even open my mouth and finish, say what I got to say. But let me just go by this by just saying about uh, life, love, society. Just go with the flow. Whatever I just talk about, I just talk about. It's who I am as a black woman that made me become strong. It's something within my heart that beats, that made me feel the way how I feel. Knowing that pain is something that we all have to gain, we don't remain. But life, with a psychological embalmment, something that we can reel out like a thread stone, something we can sew like a thread, we can throw like a basket, something we can weave, something we, we can weave in. I know my accent is fucked up, not because I'm Jamaican. doesn't mean shit, but here I'm an American, so therefore I have to speak like an American. Twang does not make me become who I am. Being the woman who I am made me become that black woman, that beautiful black queen, that sister, that goddess that sit on that throne that rule for thousands of years and take all that pain. I still gain. Learn to re-again. Here I am feeling pain in my womb. Knowing that something is wrong with me, but I just can't explain. Tomorrow I have my procedure because it's all my mama's fault. But I'm never going to touch that topic. Here's the issue. As you as a woman and I am a beautiful goddess and you are my children, I'm your mother. I am trying to teach you and re-educate you and reprogram your mind to let you know the pain I'm feeling is not something for me to sit here and just. It's just a thought of mine. They say pain starts with the mind. But I don't think so. I think pain starts from the womb. Because when you came in this world, you were blasphemed. And here you are standing up as a black woman, a strong black woman at that. My mama carried me for five months. They thought I wasn't supposed to live. But here I am, 45 years later, still going strong. And once I got people like you, my friends and my sisters and my brothers, you are telling me that I am going to be. I am proud to be who I am because I am that strong black woman. I want to thank you for listening to me. Hear me out. Just a little pain I'm feeling. 
you're telling me that I will overcome it. Someday we will learn to march and be pain free at last. Ashe. Ashe. That was beautiful. Ashe. Uh, it's been five years since I heard her. She has caught me at the clear blue sky. I was like, I almost couldn't remember my Alzheimer's kicked in. But uh, after she started spitting Nyla, then I remembered Sister X. That was used to be my, my road, my roadie right there. <laughs> okay. The name of my piece, Nyla, is called Remember the Beginning. And uh, <laughs> it's an old piece that uh, Facebook sent me. I'm also losing my voice because I've been sick this week with um, vertigo and with acid reflux at the same time. So I'm lucky to even be talking. Had to get my medication changed and uh, had people babysit me on the phone because I, I was scared to be by myself. But I'm still here. And this is the piece called Remember the Beginning. <clears throat> it goes like this. Remember when a hoe was a garden tool? Okay, okay, here I come. Making my way down, yes, not up, but down, down into the deepness, down to where the undercurrent ruptures the surface, down into the center of madness where I find my people there in the belly of the beast, not even trying to get out, but juggling moves, not even trying to get released, juggling hustles and ideologies wrapped up in the thick fog. They sit in the cold on the furniture like a bump on a log, on a log that could fuel the fire, wood that could build a log cabin, a fireplace to burn the log, a place to keep warm. We, who are not allowed to cut down a tree or to build without permit or lay claim to unused lots, keeping tabs up on ourselves with birth numbers issued like barcodes, allowing us not to socialize amongst the free. When men were men, when your wife was your best friend, when life meant living, when death was not the ending, when you knew the meaning of the beginning. So we sit there and freeze, cannot utilize their remedy. We have no key to the abandoned property. We kicked in the door. Damn a society that will watch you freeze and look down their noses as we drowned in chaos. Lock you up for standing up. Natural instincts dare to thrive. We'll kill you for trying to stay alive. Animal state of mind in the mode to survive. What's worse, we can't make a move while salvation is so close. Creeping, sneaking into grandma's purse or grandma's fridge. Making my way down, down to where you are. I cannot reach you. You're like a rabbit, mad dog at the end of a bridge. Wasting the air you breathe, heaving. My face is blue from talking to you. 
which has reminded me of what time has erased. Men with no basic skills. Never wanted to know what Grandpa knew, the hoe, the saw, the seed, the sewing machine, the loom, the tree, the roof, the food that you cannot grow, the knowledge that you no longer know. Hey, you, way down in the belly of the beast, if you could remember when P-U-S-S-Y was a kitten or porn, written on a bathroom wall, the garden tool, the fertile soil, the roof, the cow, the chickens, the eggs, the seed, the water, the trees, the bee, and the fire. If you could dig inside of your own DNA bank and remember, hear your inner voice and remember when we did not wait for handouts, but with a shovel and a hoe, we made a way out of no way, made silk purses out of pig's ears when a hoe was a garden tool. Remember when a lick was not in grandma's purse, when welfare was maintaining your own, when food was something you had grown, when honey was not a cure, when songs were sung, when honey was a cure. When procreation was done on purpose, when procreation was done on purpose, even when we were unable to afford, children were fun and adored, when men were men, when your wife was your best friend, when the meaning of life meant living, when death was not the ending, when you knew the meaning of the beginning. Peace. Wow. As told by Mama. That was beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's how I get my voice back. I'm just going to do one because my voice is going. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Mama. I want you to. I want you to get better. Remember, you told me. You, Honey, some whiskey always helps. I don't know if you said the whiskey part. I might have said that. I got new medication now. So That's good. So I'm going to see what that's going to do. It's supposed to be healing my, my esophagus. But I was pretty, pretty... Oh, and did you see the pictures I sent you of the biscuit and uh, marmalade? Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I made my grandson take me all the way to uh to uh, uh what is the name of that place? They got those whip biscuits. <laughs> a lobster house. Lobster house and mm-hmm. I got those biscuits. Yeah, man. So about those are good biscuits. biscuits. So, real good, especially with what I put on. So anyway, you know you know what time it is. I gotta go I go try to hear and gargle, try to get some uh, vocal cords back. But, um, yeah, I could have read another one, but I, my voice is just gone. And I was real happy to hear my son, and a happy new year to all of you all, and uh, I'm out. Awesome. All right, Mama, we will talk to you soon, honey. Feel better. I love you. Okay, thank you. Love you, too. Bye. All right. That was Vicki Aqua. 
Our next caller comes from Erica. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three, four callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are. Next, we're going to have area code 903, followed by 219, 503, and 848. I do want to let area codes 407, 765, and 757 know that you are not in the lineup. So 407, 765, 757, if any of you would like to come on the air, please press 1 if you're just here listening and hanging out. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, press 1. And that will put you in the lineup. Once again, that is 407-765 and area code 757. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing? Hey, Eric. I'm doing great, honey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I had a long, hard day at work. I'm just relaxing. I I, uh, got me... uh, I got me, well, I got a lot of things, but I got me an air fryer last year when I moved into my camper. I got Mm -hmm. a lot of things, but that's just one of them. Anyways, I felt like a fatty today, and I got me a whole uh, uh, bag full of fries and put them in my air fryer and then put cheese on them, too. So that's what I had for dinner. I've never tried using an air fryer, but I want to get one. Yeah, they actually blew my mind. I got tater tots the first time, and uh, they actually were super crispy. My fries weren't, but my fries weren't frozen anymore. I just ran out of room. I filled up my freezer, and I filled up my refrigerator, too. So I had like a month's worth of food. So I tried to salvage it out. So I make a big meal, and then I eat on it in about a week. And maybe a week and a half, depends on what it is. But that's what I do. <laughs> so, anyways, I got. Uh, other than that, I'm just kind of exhausted, and you know, normal day. So I wanted to read two poets and two poems that are not mine. And I'm sure one you'll recognize uh, after read the first one. So this is the last word, a poem, and I'll tell you who wrote it afterwards. I'm reading it from their book. So are you ready? I am ready. All righty. The last word, a poem. Finally, I've seen the writing on the wall. A long-lived life reveals what it must pretend. Rockish times, years of cheap thrills, having a ball. Alone and all abandoned. Sorry, my bad. Let me do that. Alone and abandoned by lover and friend. Now, short of breath, weak and tired, I see my end. I think of what's real. My life seems so small. So what's the deal? Where's destiny's call? Remembering dreams, what may or never be. My life really seems like a tear in the sea. People always take and let let them say what they will. They can keep on walking. They can have their fill. It's all been said before. Everyone's been heard. There's always room for more. I get this last word. Farewell. That's by Philip Church. Uh, or Philip Kent Church, my best. I forgot his last name or his middle name. That's from poet, prophet, 
Outlaw Sage, The Collected Works of Philip Kent Church, and that's 2012 to 2017. That's one of my favorite poems of his. Thank you for so much for sharing that with us. That means so much to me. And you're welcome. I'm going to probably read some more of his later, too. I, I like love one that. of them, too. Uh, it's called Writer's Block. And it has, he shares the same sentiment as you do, and I do, too, about Writer's Block. But it and it makes exist. it comical, too. <laughs> yeah, it's non-existent. All right, hang on one second. I got to flip. I had, I had this ready to get. Hang on. Give me two seconds. Let's figure out where it went. Uh, I'm flipping a book open. So. One second. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, I'm unprepared. That's my whole music. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Where'd it go? All right, hang on a second. All right, one sixty-seven. All right. And I know I had this one. Right, so I thought I did. Maybe I didn't have it ready. All right, that's my bad. All right, this is called uh, "Where the Willy Wick, uh, Where the Willa Wiki Flows," and this is by Stephen Howard. He's uh, on Facebook as Steve L. Howard. And Stephen's his real name too, so and this is his second book. So and I actually wrote a review on this. I'm gonna be doing the same on uh Philip Kent churches too. And I got a couple others too. Anyways, this is something more of my type and my liking as well. Um, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Where the Willowicky Flows by Steve Stephen Howard where the Willowicky flows, the low, low swim, and the gum gum grows along the banks and scented rows. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows, the people dress in old place mats. They all wear rubber boots for hats. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows, the houses look like brass spittoons. The streets are paved with macaroon, macaroons. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows. They don't need money, if you please, for that's where money grows on trees, where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows. Work is a word that no one knows. All they know is sweet repose. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows, they dance all night by the low, low moon, then sleep till lunch at half past noon. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows, they live their lives without a care. There's peace and love enough to share. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows. I love, I love to live where the gum gum grows. Just sit on the porch and count my toes. Where the Willowicky flows, where the Willowicky flows. There's just one problem I can see. Me. Oh, my. And my, oh, me. None here have seen it. No one knows just where the Willowicky flows. Where the Willowicky flows. That's in peace. <laughs> I can see why you like that one and wanted to share it. It yeah. is so fun. Yeah, you know, it, it, ha- and it has that same kind of a Philip Kent Church flavor to it in the folklore feel of the story. Yeah. 
Yep, that's right. And uh, one of my favorite poems I need to read on the show. I might do that next year. Uh, that ne- next Thursday is Lewis Carroll's Jabberwocky. And I'm big into nonsense poetry. I'm sure you already knew that because I've read some of my nonsense poetry, I believe, <laughs> on your show. So, but um, that's one of my favorite poems. And uh, you know, I had uh, a lot of people. They're like, "Why do you like Jabberwocky? It's nonsense." I was like, "That's the point." Like he actually took uh, he actually took words and and made them hard to comprehend. And I was like, "It's just." It's just the art of words. It's just, you know, the expression. It's a nonsense. But just because it's called nonsense doesn't mean it's actually nonsense. Like, I like um, Edward Lear is one of my favorite, And uh, I don't think he ever made it famous, but he was back in the 1800s. But, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Father Goose, uh, Shel Silverstein. And those are some of my favorites. But... You know, so and I like the nonsense because what's cool is you can be creative and and your poem can be complete nonsense literally because I wrote a poem called Nonsense Poetry too a while back in my second book and uh, anyway so it can be completely nonsense but it can have a meaning too and it can you know not have a meaning either so that's the that's the point you know and just like. Steve Howard said, you know, he was talking about he wants to be at this wondrous place. And, yeah, he did use folklore, too. So, but, yeah, that's what I liked about it. (laughs) So, but that's it. That's all I got. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor, my love. Tell everyone how they can come find you. All right. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. It's at sign Shelman. Eric, you can find me on my blog, Shelman, Eric, blogspot.com. You can find me on my YouTube. I finally wrote my YouTube URL down, too. I just remembered. <laughs> when I listened to the beginning of the show, I was like, oh, dang, I need to write that YouTube down. Dang it. All right, so it's H-T-T-P-S um, colon uh, slash slash YouTube.com slash channel slash U. C I U I O B N M S O G Z C U one semicolon W I T N Z O A. I know it's a weird URL. Um, you can find me there. And you can find me on Facebook, too. And it's Eric Shellman, of course. <laughs> I'm wearing a yellow plaid shirt. And my profile picture, I'm reading my poems. I got I got to read my poems sitting down for the first time. Well, one of the first times at the open mic night I go to in person, too. So that was cool. They didn't want the mic. I think the mic was down or something. I don't know. So the one I go to is actually at an art club, and this guy, he's uh, he does he has a bookstore, but it's like a used bookstore, but it has used records and uh, DVDs and VHS and all sorts of stuff. And he actually wrote his own book back in the 70s, and he wrote his conversion from atheism into Christianity. So I haven't had a chance to read it, but I did buy it. And I did get him to sign it, so I want to read it and 
review it too and see what you know see what i think about it that's a little different for me but it's interesting so but yeah that's Very everything cool. thanks for letting me thank you thanks for having me on the show thanks for having the platform i appreciate it i know i'm not here every time but i got sometimes you're always life, here. You, life, when you're not you're always here love yeah and i'm here in spirit and my soul but yeah all right well uh have a great night i'm gonna listen to the rest of the show and i'll be on next time and i haven't written anything new i've been working on my i did my travel poems i got my editor told me i have to self-edit and i'm like yay because i'm not good at writing structures so that's going to be a blast and i'm also working on my halloween poems right now too so that's great. <laughs> but yeah, that's everything going on with me. I'm just super busy. So well, thanks so much. That's Have awesome. a great night. Love you. You too, hon. We're proud I'll of you. Thank you. Next you. Year. I mean, I'll talk to you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you next week. Sorry, not next, <laughs> next year. Week. <laughs> Sorry, my mind. No, 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 week. Right it's just a new year now. It'll be too long. All yeah, right, that's then. right. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, Nyla. Have a great one. Me too. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219, which I believe is, that should be 219. Let me think. Don't tell me your name yet. That is, is it Granville? No, Granville's two. Granville's 919, 219. That's, that's Brother O. 219, you're on yeah, the air. Mm-hmm. Hello, now this is Brother O. Ah, I knew it. See, I'm getting better at remembering numbers. Now you guys got to watch out to remember your numbers. I'll start. Calling up and ordering pizza from you. Hi, Brother O. How you doing, honey? Happy New Year. Thanks. Same you. I'm doing good. How you feeling? I'm doing really well. I'm doing fine. You did that. You did that. That's going to do it. Go ahead and do this poem called Brother O. You're a brother. One of the people who look up to us were their real life inspirations. Go ahead and do that. Do that one. My dear brothers and sisters, it is truly an honor that you look up to me as a true gentleman of positive. My dear brothers and sisters, it is truly an honor. He looked up to me as a positive example of a true gentleman over on a important stage and in real life. It's truly an honor that you take time out of your busy lives to read my daily post quotes and poems on social media. It's truly an honor for you to look up to me as your symbol of courage, resilience, determination, perseverance, persistence, and tenacity. It's truly an honor to have true loyal supporters like yourselves be consistent in your support, even while my live performances have been significantly reduced through the COVID-19 pandemic. The privilege to help promote your events and shows while in quarantine. It is an honor to be reminded how I made personal impacts in your lives through personal messages or comments on my posts. It is truly an honor to tell the person how push or inspire you to achieve your goals, dreams, and visions. 
in spite of overcoming unique obstacles and challenges in your own life. It's truly an honor to know that my pearls of wisdom and knowledge are very much needed today. It's truly an honor to know that my advice and guidance are very much needed to, to the younger poets that are coming up after me. It is an honor to know that my insights and unique perspectives of life are very much needed to be shared. And it's truly an honor to know that I'm out here making a difference in your lives every day in poem. Well, absolutely loved it. You know, always, always a fan of your conviction. Oh, thanks. Now I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Were you going to read two or just the one? Uh, I'm just going to read that one because I'm doing another show right after, right after I uh, tell the people where to find me. Okay. And I'm going to call it to another show. So those, those everybody who is not familiar with my work or my poetry, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother O'Gavin. And uh, I have uh, I have a lot of lot of stuff coming up, even while in this state of pandemic. Um, thankfully, this thing is about to end soon. So I can really, really get out there, get out there, and show the people, tell the people my life story through poetry. And as always, thank you for your support every week. I truly appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you so much, Chen. Absolutely wonderful. Thanks, I appreciate appreciate this platform. Thanks. I'll, I'll be back next week for sure. <laughs> awesome. We will be looking forward to it, brother. Oh, thank you, baby. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye, hon. Till next week. Okay. All right. Next caller, area code 503-503. You are on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, John. How Come are you, here. sweetheart? No, I'm okay. Um, crazy freaking week. Uh, anyway, I would like to say that I have not stopped smiling since I turned on the program at 5 o'clock Pacific Western Time. Huh? <laughs> what are you smiling at? Yeah, I'm smiling at you and your poets. I mean, I tried my hand at a little free-form poetry, but boy, I still am kind of embarrassed about it. I don't know <laughs> if I do this right or not. Anyway, I brought you two um, very short poems. So is it okay if I read, read two? Go when you're ready. Okay, this first one is called December 24th. Looking west, the sky is dry brown this morning. Teenagers, whatevers, some whispers. A fool has a cap for a head. Before they get started, I make a huge joke. Lifting my leg like a dog. Look at my Caucasians. Aren't they nice? And the heavy laughs. So I hand out cigarettes, knowing the kids are all right this morning. And the poem. <laughs> Like that one? I love that one. That actually happened to me on the 24th of December. 
<laughs> and they were all right. The and they were. Minutes, they were actually just kids, you know. <laughs> uh, well, it's our responsibility at 61 to figure out who's the problem and who isn't. And these kids were not the problem. <laughs> I think the problem may still be us. I don't know. Oh, it is. I mean, we had a right, you know, last night, you know. Um, yeah, there there are problems. But I prefer to focus on a little more positive stuff. You know? Ah, anyway. Yeah. You want to hear my second poem? I do. This one has no title. Oh, that's so sad. What, that I didn't title it? Yes, it's just sending it out in the world naked. Zipper undone. (laughs) That's interesting. I never thought of that. You're going to have to call it the poem with its zipper undone. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, this is my poem with the zipper undone. Woke up from a dream. My wife of 20 years was still alive. She kissed me. Now awake, it is whiskey. Joni Mitchell in tears until I can sleep again. Until I can dream again of her. End of December. (laughs) I love that poem. You know, I love learning more and more about that relationship. That was a unique relationship between the two of you. You know, I didn't know her, um, but I feel I like wish you would I, I feel like I am getting to know her through the poems that you read because you have a lot of things that reference her in your poetry. I don't know if you realize that or not. Twenty years, and um, listen, when she worked with words. She worked with them as puzzles and was actually published doing puzzle work. You know, um, you know, find this, find that, you know, um, you know, cross-references. She was brilliant and worked at, at a bookstore for years and years. Uh, she was a wonderful wife, and I really do miss her. It's been almost a decade now, and still... Oh, well, anyway, that was a real dream I had. It was, I mean, I don't know how you write poetry, but I write it from reality. And it sounds like most of your poets write it from reality. Stuff they've, you know, referenced and experienced. Boy, I'm not I do a little of both. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I'll let you go. Um, Thank you for letting me uh, air my emotions. And Happy New Year to all of you. Happy New Year to you. What a beautiful way to start a new year by bringing your loved ones with you. I loved it, honey. Yeah, got to drag them with me. Kid's almost 27. He hates being dragged. Let's <laughs> <laughs> throw him over the back of the horse. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, 
Uh, well, anyway, peace be with you and peace be with your readers. Um, and let them know I really enjoy listening to them. I think they just heard. Thank you, John. Peace be with you. Bye-bye. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, so we have 48 minutes left in the show. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup where we're at right now. We have 848 followed by 815-404-863-765-717-757-501. Okay, those are is our lineup. So I'm going to cut it back right now to reading two short poems or one normal-length poem. Okay, so that's kind of a heads-up for you that are coming up still to read. You can read two short poems or one normal-length poem. Um, I want to make sure that I'm able to get you all in. So let's go ahead and bring in 848. 848, you're on the air. Hey, you can hear me, yes? Speaker I phone? can hear you, yes. Welcome to the okay. show, honey. Well, thank you, honey. Wow. Hey, anyhow, let's no. There's something different. Here's um, a review. They're called Royal Horses. They're out of southern Mississippi. So I need to work this out. So it would be Royal Horses, A Modern Man's Way to Improve is an invitation to a romantic story tuned into the unity of three warm hearts, guiding the listener down a shimmering river of harmony and voice. This fun for one and all trio from South Mississippi is comprised of members. This 10-song collection contains a proficient amount of moving parts, enough to differentiate each song into a fine-tuned gear, turning an individualization of standalone songs that give the listener a chance to choose a personalized favorite, all the while creating a seamless running order. On the versatility of, and the intuition of, and the percussion pockets the one. Complementing each other with the dignity and respect that serves the song by equating the sum of its parts into a unique oneness, while either channeling Don Von Vallette and the song Rattlesnake Smokes a Cigarette or a Balladeer's Truth on the YouTube-only song Nevada. The, the advanced range of their skills and their sense of timing and lyrical craftsmanship is a gift of maturity awaiting to await the band's marriage of self-discovery. May royal horses be blessed with enough love to keep them creating music, music that is sincere enough to find an audience that will grow with the trio into something better and better. May the fate of the long road reward them with a future not every band can achieve. Royal horses, please stand willing at the restart. The dance is for the uncompromisable. Neat. Pretty nice, dance right? Is, like that's a nice dance is for the uncompromisable. I love that. I love cool. that. Cool. That's what I wrote this week. Okay, what did you say? Something what's left of the heart? What's left of the heart after the broken mirror and the rose ashes and the hammers fall and the wheels turn? into a room of no one with an actualized reflection that's contained in the mantle frame like a paradigm of an identical illuminant through the child of my eyes. That was what you said today, what's left of the heart? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me get going. That's my review. That's pretty cool, right? That's a nice thing to say about people from Mississippi being, you know, we're in New Jersey and stuff. It's like music. Okay, hey, Thursday story time. It's just the best thing. 
Oh, Gregory, thank you so much. That was awesome, honey. Appreciate you so much you being here and helping us start out the new year. Thank you. Oh, yeah, cool. Thanks for letting me try out some stuff. You all, I love it. Story time, Thursday. All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week, baby. Hey, check that band out. They're quite wonderful. You can find me on YouTube or any, or what, my freak book, Face Hell, all that nonsense, Twitter. (laughs) They're cool. Just post your stuff. You know, nobody's giving up. The industry's crashed, but we don't care. We're all, you know, seeing how the restart is going to restart. That's all. <laughs> all and right, hon. Right? Definitely read more than you write. That That's the go. Mm-hmm. Cool, you nothing. No. Exactly. Yes, no goofs on yesterday selling clan hoods at the Capitol, wearing my cafe, whatever, speakeasy cafe shirt. I tried to read Leaves of Grass. It, it didn't calm anyone down. Fuck Trump. It's over. Be well. We'll, we'll persevere. There will, the goodness will win. All right, good stuff. Eat a peach. Thank you, baby. <laughs> cool. Let me listen. Good story time. Thursday. Okay. Thanks for letting me read my review. That, that's new. That's not going to be posted for a couple days. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad we heard yeah, it. It's called Asbury Park Vibes. So Perfect. Well, make sure you link me. When you post it, make sure you link me, okay? Yeah, how do you do that? What does that mean? Just just type, just when you post it, type my name on in the type type my name in there somewhere, either before you post it, underneath it, whatever you write, or after you post it in one of the comments. Just type my name in there and it'll tag me. Wow. Or just post it on like my page. Was, you sounded like a Chinese restaurant. Order. <laughs> <laughs> that was a picture. Yeah, I fucked my head off. I'm done. That was great. <laughs> thank you, you Gregory. <laughs> no, thank you. Bye, hun. <laughs> All right. So our our next caller comes from area code eight one five eight one five. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla, my sister. It's Gina Storm. Hey, Gina. How are you, my love? I'm wonderful, happy and blessed. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I am so excited. It's just gonna it's, I'm having a really good night tonight. This is very cool. Oh if I were an angel I would do something that lets people know that an angel was in their presence. I would be like, Hallelujah But I don't have that in me. But if I did, <laughs> I wouldn't talk. All I do is sing. <laughs> I play the harp, maybe, you know. It would be something majestic and awesome. <laughs> I I can picture it. I feel it. I'm embracing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm just me. And here I am in the new year. I survived 2020. Yay me! Yay you! <laughs> Yay all of us! Oh my God! It didn't seem possible. Honestly, it was like what? I know a lot of people had a lot rougher year at it than I did. Um, it was bad. It was bad all over. Even if it was minimally bad, it was still probably the worst bad that you've had in one calendar year. Like, everybody I know was like, yeah, I don't know another year like this. Yeah, because this was like total and utter crap. This was the shit It wasn't show. that bad for me, though. I can't, you know, I sit there and I keep hearing it, it people say that, but it, but it yeah. wasn't that bad for me. <laughs> then you should be happy and blessed, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, it's one of those things that you have, those are before and after. In my family before 2020, the most deaths that we had in one calendar year was four. And last year we had five immediate family members, 
and four mm-hmm. family friends. That's almost ten people in one year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shit show. That's a shit show for sure. But we we survived it, you know. And I'm I'm just like, ooh, I made it, you know. Like, I mean, it may not be much. It may not seem like a big deal to you, but to me, it's everything. Um, somebody referenced the air fryer. Um, I have one at home and at my second mom's, which is where I've been living since October. And then I've been coming home and doing cameo appearances at my actual address um, because my mom couldn't ambulate the stairs, but I could. So I came here at the end of the year to decompress because I don't know about anybody else. But my birthday is December 23rd, and I celebrated to the 31st. Oh, I didn't sing you happy birthday. It's okay. I'm Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Georgina. Happy birthday to you. I did it. <laughs> Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So, problem solved. It's real easy. Close mouths don't get fed. Open your mouth up and say what you need. Say what you need to say and do that and get on with it because life is short and tomorrow's not promised. And this is why we're here. So, so what I'm going to do a piece and be in and like, oh, look, I, I, like, uh, like I was about to say, I'm going to be in and out like a robbery because I'm looking at the time. And I am so happy to this mic for for your first one of the new year. So, um, oh, you know what? I wrote something that I'm proud of. I, I'm gonna spit it here, kind of. You know what that means? It would be a it would be a that I read the piece, but since I can't read it verbatim, I'm going to keystyle it. So it won't be an actual freestyle. It'll be mostly the piece that I wrote. But I'm going to probably add or take something away because if you saw the piece and you're trying to read along, I'm sorry, you, you're you not going to be able to keep up because I'm, I'm doing that thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that thing that I do, like I said, is I, I either take something out or add something, depending on how I'm feeling at that particular moment, second, you know, um, while I'm reciting it, I'm reading it, and so I'm adding or, or subtracting so it's not a freestyle, it's a key style. It's something that I wrote previously that I added something to that served me at the time that I spit the piece. And that's, that's the only way I know how to describe it. Um, I saw a picture of this water that wasn't in motion, and the caption says, Psalms 4610, and that verse reads, Be still and know I am God. I titled this piece, be still. Be still. I wasn't considering myself. I was busy caring for everyone else. Neglecting self-care. Forgot my cup was empty until it was nearly too late and almost there. I mean, there was just a little bitty drop in the bottom of the cup that you could barely see. It was more like a stain in the bottom without interrupt. It wasn't actually something that I could drink. I couldn't even wet my whistle with it, you see. I realized that I had spent so much time there that I was moving and shaking and rarely asleep. I was too busy staying awake, never resting completely for goodness sake. I was burning the candle at both ends. I stayed inside. Rarely seeing family or friends, distance from all but my next of kin. I ate enough just to sustain life, only I wasn't doing anything additionally. Didn't realize that I was becoming bony. People were saying that there were parts of my body that were sharp now that had previously been covered by some extra meat that made me fluffy. I was BBW, and by saying that, I was being discreet. I wasn't actually chubby chubby. I was one of those fit fatties 
you see in the gym that looks like that she's almost got the weight that she's trying to lose down, but she still has a struggle within. Maybe she has a sweet tooth, but there's some kind of junk food that she's addicted to. See, I was none of those things. So when I lost the weight, I looked skeletal. People were worried about me, and I assure you, I didn't lose too much weight. I wasn't in the healthy weight. Now I've gotten it back on track, and I'm sorry. I love myself. I feel like I'm more than a snack. I'm still a cake. So I had to tell the truth and avoid the phony. I spent lots of time being alone but never lonely. I kissed only one man. I exchanged minimal energy, seeking the reciprocal, knowing that the strength that I needed was inside me. I became open wide, future so bright I was filled with pride. No new friends or haters along for the ride because the power that I needed all the time was inside of me. And with God, everything that I do is touched, left, golden, highly favored, and always a win. I'm doing a storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Thank you, sis. I wanted to start the new year off on a good foot. So that's what I came to do. I appreciate you. I can see why you're proud of that one. That was really, really awesome, hon. It doesn't happen often. Every now and then, I awe myself. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. It wasn't just butterflies and rainbows. It had some substance, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it meant more It, it doesn't me. always have to be butterflies and rainbows. But that's mostly what I do. I, I, I recognize what my everyday gift is, and I know occasionally I get it right. And then I feel proud of the work that I produce. And I have to remind people that I'm not just a freestyle spoken word artist, but I'm a poet, too. I can write. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, so funny. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. I'm glad you made time to be here. I'm glad you helped me. Thank you set so the much. the first show of the year off like you did yes. so well. Happy 2021. Happy 2021 to you. It's going to be amazing, hon. Yes, indeed. Hugs and kisses. I love you. <laughs> to you I'm going to well, stick honey. around. All right, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye, Gina. All right. Bye-bye. All right, 34 minutes left. We are going to do one poem each. I'm sorry to have to cut you off like that from doing two, but if I don't, you guys are not all going to get on the air in time. So we got 34 minutes, quite a few callers to get on. So let's go ahead and grab area code 404. 404, you are on the air. Good evening, everybody. This is Wayne Gooden, Elder X. Hey, Wayne, how are you, honey? Good tonight. Good tonight. Um. I heard about your show through Gina Storm. She messaged me, and I said, "Let me get on. Let me let me get my cue in." I was listening to the other poets. It's a great show. What a great job! Thank for. you, thank you. I'm very very glad to have you here, Gina. Thank you for bringing us our Virgin Reader. Appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, sweetheart, and your writing, and let us know what you brought to read. Okay, my name is Wayne Gooden. My poetry name is Elder X. Uh, before I got into poetry real hard, I was a motivational speaker. I'm still doing motivational speaking, but not actively. And I plan to combine the motivational speaking with the poetry. Uh, The poetry will cater to whatever topic I talk about. In motivational speaking, I usually speak about uh, spiritual principles, uh, self-worth, self-esteem, forgiveness, basically, uh, Biblical principles that are positive, and when I say biblical, 
I'm really not just talking about the Bible. I'm talking about all spiritual literature that it enhances one's spirit and their relationship with a higher entity. So that that way it makes it uh, conclusive for all. So whatever religion a person may be, it can enhance, you know, their practicing and their their new and learn some new tools to add. Religion is segregated. Spirituality is not. Exactly. So that's why I decided to come when I first started like 10 years ago in that field of motivational speaking. I decided to come from that angle because I wanted to reach as many people as possible. You know, I wanted to combine, you know, what we have in common and not the differences. And usually with religion, that's where the differences come in. But the spirituality is what makes it all, I mean, all conclusive and it unites us all. We all want to be a better person and, you know, hopefully serve a higher entity outside of ourselves. Exactly. Perfectly said. What I came to the table with is something that uh, I didn't even plan to write. Um, I was outside my house and a friend of mine called and they was watching TV and they told me about what was happening at the White House. So I couldn't wait to get home and address that. So the name of this poem is called in the United States of America, spelled with three K's, present New World Order. And it goes something like this. Breach of the House Chamber. If the protesters were melanin, they would have never made it in. But since they are supporters of the president, slash Agent Orange, they bum rush and got in. White on white violence, the chickens have come home to roost again. Never underestimate the hate and prejudice that strongly exists. The underlings of the rich elite filled with resentment because a black man became president. The Grim Reaper, the Grim Reaper, the Grim Reaper, homeless with the covet. Is it all real? The death they claim. Is it all real? Is it all real? The death they claim. Is that the reason for the deaths? Is it real? Was because of the COVID virus? Is that the reason? Or is it all a sardonic, satanic game to manipulate the masses in fear and confusion for some more devious measure to decrease the population? While all eyes are on the capital drama and the receiving of a second stimulus check, what other hidden agenda and laws unspoken have been passed, yet not publicized to the public? Big Brother Ben watching, planning and strategizing a long time for their divine destiny to manifest. All they needed was a rebel rouser, an instigator of the so-called white entitlement, to make the atmosphere clear for undercover races to express extreme prejudices against the melanin indigenous peoples and the disfranchised poverty-stricken Caucasians. Off the Richter scale, the increase of black men murdered by so-called American citizens and policemen. The stats on that can only be an assumption because the truth of these stats will not be revealed. I call this error the error of Custis' last stand, for they shall never relinquish their present position as the supreme plantation-owning oppressors. Their time of hideous tyranny is coming to an end. All matter changes, and so must the corrupt government. The best weapon against the tyranny of men is obedience to God, his principles, concepts, and statutes. Let us not mention a new so-called strain of UK COVID virus already currently present here. 
I live right here in Georgia. And now that is where it is. In reality, we all bleed the same color. We all are human, yet reality is reality, and in every world society, the most oppressed ethnicity is everyone not Caucasian. The revolution shall not be televised, but live, viewed on your TV set. It's happening right now, at this moment, but not by the participants, the entire world expected, but instead... With the one race that has conquered, corrupted, and exploited the people and resources of many a different nation and land, their worst enemy is the enemy within them, between those of them with God consciousness and those of them who want the old racist system to eternally exist. And the United States of America, spelled with three K's, present new world order. And that's that piece. That was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I am so glad that Gina invited you over. I am so glad that um, I'm just I'm just really glad that you made it here, hon. Absolutely awesome. Thank Thank you, Queen. I appreciate it, and I feel honored and blessed to be part of this fantastic show. (laughs) Well, now that you've been here, now that you've read. You know, you're no longer a stranger. You're part of the family now. So um, cannot wait to see what you bring back and share with us again. Thank you. I'll, I'll make a conscientious effort to come back. Thank you so much for the invite. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. Blessings. Bye. Blessings to you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you still there? Yes. Tell everyone how they can come find you. I'm on Facebook. Um, if you know Gina Storm, you can find me as one of her friends. On Facebook, my name is Wayne Gooden, Elder X. Now, I have a few pages because I suffer from CRS, can't remember. And um, <laughs> a few years ago, I had some pages with the same name. So the page you want to look for is a page with a picture of me and my fiance and, in you know, the profile picture, and it's uh, one picture, the small one in the circle is black and black and white. The other picture is in color behind it. So that's the that's the Wayne Goodnell the X page you want to find. Very cool. All right, my darling, I appreciate it, and we will see you next week. No doubt. Thank you so much, and have a great night. <laughs> you too, honey. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from uh-uh, area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Um, this, this Hi, is Noreen. Noreen. How are you, my love? Okay, I'm doing good. Okay. So and, what do you have for us tonight? Okay, um, for Gary, um, I have um, Lost in Success. A determined horse named Don created some miraculous feathers. He soared with the eagles until he lost sight of the earth. He joined the falling stars, disappearing in the moonlit night. The end. Aww. That's sweet. Yes, I like that one because there's so much truth to it. Because when, 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 um, when he wrote it, he wanted um, you know, people to know, don't get so involved, you know, 
and suspect that you forgot where you you forgot your friend. Don't get it so up high that you lost sight of everybody around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and um, okay, and and um, and for me, I have one called the Mama Fly. Okay. As I sit here thinking of the memories of years ago, I thought of you and I sitting in the backyard when I saw the mother flies teaching her children how to fly. Oh, it was so awesome to to watch the eager little ones with pride and joy flying from one twig to another on the ground. I remember being so cut up on watching this special occasion that I forgot my man was next to me. Uh-oh, me too. My, te- my teddy bear darling has has passed away now. Now I wonder if the mama fly is still alive. And now a grandma, if she is watching her children, teaching their babies how to fly. Oh, wouldn't that be an awesome, wonderful sight to see? The end. Oh, that was fantastic. Yes. I, I was, about three or four days ago, I always been thinking of this. I don't know why, and, and I've been wanting to write the poem about it, so I finally did. It was so awesome to, to watch it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Gary and I, we were sitting outside, you know, and, and I just seen, you know, you, don't, you never know what you're going to see. And it's just little things like that, you know, it's so interesting. Very. Yes. All right, my sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone how they can find you guys. Okay. Okay. You can find Gary and I. But you can find our th- our three books on Amazon.com. Um, the Art of Truth, um, t- Two Hearts in One, and Reflections of Our Inner Beings. And you can find us together on our, on our official website, GaryAndNoreenSnyder.com. Wait, no, not no, not dot com. GaryAndNoreenSnyder.wix.com front slash poetry, and you can and, and you can um find Gary on ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and he's also Googleable. And goo giggle <laughs> Okay. And then you can find um you can find me on um reverbnation dot com, Facebook dot com and um poetrypoem dot com and you can watch us under Gary and Noreen um on um co dash fi f i dot com and you can also um um listen um you can join. Um, I have a, a the poetry club in for in honor of Gary, and you can go. You can join, and um, as long as you like poetry or you write poetry, and and, and join. And I have a, a Facebook live every Saturday night at four thirty. Yes, you do, and I'm yes. really glad that you post that on our page. So okay, very cool. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I love you. Happy New Year to you, and okay. thank you for being here for the first year. Okay, and Happy New Year to you, Nyla, and we love you too. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, baby. We will okay. talk to you next week, honey. Yes, we'll be here next week. All okay, right. and thank you for having us here. You are very welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 717-717. You're on the air. Very good. Um, this is Larry. Uh, I, I don't know if I was ever read this from Gina. Gina Sewer, uh sent the right, so um, I'm here. I don't know if I've read it before, before so I'm... Yeah, you've been here before. I remember you, Larry. It's oh, like, okay, well... Oh, don't tell me, don't tell me your last name. Your last name is something like Richardson? Yeah. Ah, see? See? I remember you. Yeah, you remember me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, 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 well, I really want to share love, but I, you know, this one... You know, I looking at the the events that happened, and you know, yesterday and and it's all over the news. You know, uh, the media news channels and, and basically, you know, it's going to be maybe you know um, here starting 2021 with that happening. I just felt you know that I had to you know, get it out of my system. So I, I did write a poem about it. Um, it's, I hope it, it's not too offensive, but it is called Backyard. Um, Many are the eyes that were open that have for long been shut. Our democracy, I mean, our democratic way of life, let me start over. Backyard. Many are the eyes that were open it had been long, that had for long been shut. Our democratic way of life is under siege as our fellow citizens are out of control and disillusioned by the woeful ways of the cunning beast. Believing that the American dream is at stake, there is nothing that they wouldn't do of it to reclaim. Willing to destroy and implement what their ancestors were thoroughly and totally against, standing on their beliefs and lies with ruthless intent. Yes, this is America showing its true colors finally. The alternative reality has become reality, and there's more to come. Nothing will change the fact, the violence that so long America has manifested like a boomerang with with more viciousness in its own backyard has purposely come back. End piece. <laughs> awesome, powerful, strong piece, Larry. I am really glad that, first of all, I'm glad that Gina sent you our way, and I'm glad that you came on and read tonight. It's an absolutely great addition to our first show of the year. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, darling. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. Well, I'm on. Well, I. My name is Larry Richard, but um, my pen name is Van Robinson, and I can be found on on Facebook under Van Robinson. Um, and I have um, four books now. Um, 
on Amazon and um, Kindle, and tomorrow's my birthday, so um, well, happy I'll be birthday 57. to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Larry! So. Happy birthday to you! There you go. Well, thank <laughs> you, and you know, for a birthday present, I do got, I do have a short romantic one, but you know, um, that hello, I mean, for a birthday present, that would be good to, to read the romantic. Cause the deep one is okay too, but if I have time, yes, but if I don't, I'll see you next week. Um, is it short? Yeah, sure. Okay, do it quickly for me. Okay, Candlelight and You. Before you came, dreariness was the narrative that dictated my lonely days. I was used to the fact that love in my life I would maybe go without or somewhat lack. Going about with no aspirations of being or striving for such. Satisfied and thinking that I had plenty or more than enough. Deep inside, I was so lonely and blue, only armed with exotic visions of a love that I hoped one day would eventually come true. Just when all seemed lost and seeing other experience to give I so desperately needed and wanted the most, I was willing to obtain it at any cost. Then appear the most beautiful and prettiest woman I have ever seen, a vision of pure pleasure and happiness sent from God to me, a love that no matter what life put us through, I reminded that all I need is soft music, candlelight, and you in peace. Awesome. All right, Larry, happy birthday to you, and we will talk to you next week, right? Well, thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome, sweetheart. Good night, honey. Great job. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 757. I think this might be Jay. 757, are you with me? 757. Yes. Ah, this is Tamiko. Hello. Hi. Okay, I didn't know if you could hear me or not. Okay, I'm sorry. I was off <laughs> somewhere else. Okay, um, yes, Tamiko Barnett here. Uh, <laughs> I got one piece, and um, I thought somebody else was before me, so I was trying to get it in my mind or whatever that I was going to say tonight. Um, it's called The Stars Did Not Tell Me. Okay, um, the stars ne- the stars did not tell me what tears would come from truth speaking or that the deepest peace that I would find would be within. The stars did not tell me of these sun and moon love patterns, things that I can count on. Things that will never die And I think about myself Why can't I be like that sun Or that moon Just as important And would never die What I found was sparkling 
truths of possibilities, patterns, constellations that tell me that somewhere deep inside me I just may shine like them. I asked the moon for some advice when life inside of the apartment I lived in was too much. What to do, said pray, so I did. And I waited for answers. I waited for understanding and knowing why does he get on top of me sometimes? Why did she see it and walk away? Why do I still cry 21st century? Can't let it go. I'm functional. (laughs) I guess that's a sign I made it through. The stars never told me what to do. So I prayed and I prayed, waiting for that day when I would understand, is there a sign over my head? What's wrong with me? Why me? What did I do? And even when that truth is revealed, the stars never said that I would run into people that would make me feel like, what's wrong with me? Why me? What did I do? Love speaks truth. And in this day, there's so much to witness. Screaming out, torn apart, jumping and leaping for something, trying to stand for something, trying to fall for something, trying to bend, break. Where's the mending? Where's the mending? Not just a teeny band-aid on such a large wound, but where's the deep healing, the mending, the tears? These truths are not here to hurt. These truths are here to heal. These truths are here to put things back together again, to build better, stronger buildings on top of foundations that have been cracked and dumped on. It's time to clean them off. The stars never told me how to clean it off. stars never told me how to build upon these foundations. I had to self-help, self-care, self-improve, self-advocate, self-love. The stars did not tell me how to do that. I had to look inside myself and figure this out. I turned to Jesus because that's what I learned. I turned to Buddha when I was older because that's what I was attracted to. I turned to the universe. I turned to the moon. I turned to the sun. Somebody help me. Hold my hand. Tell me what to do. Cry these tears with me Don't you want to heal Don't you want to mend Aren't you tired of all this shit It comes up when you feel like You've gotten over it When just when you think That you figured it out Something happens And you run into that wall And say you Didn't heal a fucking thing No 
nobody believes you. And maybe perhaps one day they never will because maybe you don't jump on every hashtag that's out there. Where were these movements back in the day? And guess what? It's not just an issue of back in the day. Okay, so maybe somebody's not touching you, filling you up when you don't want them to anymore because you're grown now, but maybe there's other things that you go through. Where is the diplomacy? Where is the communication? Where is the love and respect and just saying, I love you, thank you? Do we know what this means? I want to heal. I want to mend, and I believe that there are so many millions of people who want to do the same thing, but there is such a small percentage of people who take the time out to just break and bend and jump and leap and push us into places that we don't want to be in. Get me out of this corner. I don't want to be here. The stars did not tell me how to get out of this fucking corner. Get away from me. Don't touch me. Stand over there. I wanted social distancing long time ago. Get away from me. Don't touch me. What is going on? In my world What is going on In our world Sometimes I just don't understand I try to stay positive I try to stay up I love myself I love myself I am healing Today I am healed Today I am grateful Today I am peaceful Today I am alive And I just keep saying it Because that's the truth In peace that was long for you. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I loved it, Tamiko. Thank you so much. You're welcome, baby. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Um, PoetrySuit.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O number one, number three. Thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my love. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. I told you I'd be... Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you I would come back, and I came back. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're here, hon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I've been listening to the poets tonight. They get me ready to go ahead and go. You can share whenever you're ready. All right. Um, I'm gonna do this piece here. This piece is on um, time. Um, I'll just go ahead and let it speak for itself. Time. Time is a function of fluid design an infrastructure for the precision movement of this entire universe. And it is not rigid. Space and time bends to the whims of mass, no matter how little or how great the matter, it acknowledges its existence. Time is like water, and it flows in every direction between every nook, cranny, and space, even in between atoms, quarks, neurons, higgs, and bosons. 
time versus corporeal entities is the undisputed. Show me the man who is in his grands that can refute it, whether he is rich or destitute. It even flows between thoughts and ideas. You see, time spaces out the how-tos and the how-dos to prove if thoughts of actions are true or merely fantasy. And just like that, a rise and the fall of a dynasty. Odorless and tasteless as far as we know, and the reason we don't know is because we would cease to exist without a moment of it. Time pushes the very walls of the universe outward at light years of speed. Time. Time. Truly a wondrous creation. In peace. Wow. Odorless and tasteless. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. You are very, very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come over and visit with you, get to know you and your work better. And I'm hoping that you will join us next week. Uh, I would would definitely give it a shot. Um, You can reach me on Instagram at J&J Productions. That's J.and.J Productions. Um, you can see some of my artwork over there. Uh, my artwork pretty much uh, goes together with my poetry. Is it painting that you do? It is paintings I do. It's abstract paintings. I didn't get over there this week to check it out this week, but I am definitely going to do that. Last week, I appreciate that. I leave a light on this week. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes plenty. Perfect. Perfect. But I would definitely right, leave a light on for you. That works for me. Appreciate you so much. Cannot wait to see what you bring next week. And uh, Happy New Year to you, sweetheart. You take care now. You too, Jay. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 765. 765, you're on the air. Hi there. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. Uh, should I introduce myself as Agent 765? <laughs> you can do Give that. you a hint. Give you a hint. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, been, it's that type of season, and, and uh, they're end of a season. And uh, I thought I would uh, read something that I wrote like twice. Wait a minute, who is years. this? You didn't introduce uh, yourself. Who is this? My my name is Tom Barmus. Tom. And your agent, 765. So that means you belong to? 419. 419. Oh, hi, Thomas. Hello. Okay. So it took me a minute, but okay. I got it figured get, out. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late evening. It's a late evening, <laughs> I understand. Okay. Is absolutely awesome anyway, to hear anyway. from you. Huh? It is so good to hear from you. Yeah, well, I don't get on here. I listen on occasion and everything, but I don't produce, you know. But, yeah, I just kind of thought I would because it's that time of the year. Uh, and it's something that uh, I wrote uh, 26 years ago. 
and it's a very, very, very fond memory. It's called Pine Needles on the Porch. The Christmas season being over, the decorations managed to find their way back to their resting places, tucked away and out of sight for another 11 months. Some are smiled upon as they are tenderly wrapped and packed, bringing back to memory the glorious times when as a child, the mere thought of anything remotely resembling Christmas brought a warmth of excitement to my ornament-sized heart. There are many things that bring on these memories. My favorite comes and goes, as I do. As the decorations were being taken down, us men would be given the chore of taking down the cut tree, hauling it out the front door, and around back to await disposal. Mom would sweep the needles off of the front porch. But a few always managed to escape the swiftness of her broom. As the winter snows started melting, there they would be, a few in this corner, a few in that. Still green, though starting to fade. The sight of them would send me scurrying to my room to play with the still new toys that Santa had left. Seasons changed and other holidays passed, but none compared. During the summer months, our front porch was a gathering place for friends, family, and neighbors to while away the warm evenings, talking, laughing, and watching us play under the street lamp. Mom, being well, Mom, I always kept the front porch as well as the house spotless. I knew, though, that the corner still held those treasured gems of my childhood. Though fewer in number and browner, that warm feeling and remembrances of Christmas's past was always present. The porch was always my favorite room of the house, adorned with the flower boxes on the banisters and an ivy-covered trellis. It served as my minuscule kingdom, a ready-made fort to help ford off snowballs and home base for various games that children would play, or just lazing away the afternoon reading while stretched out on our must-used porch swing. Every now and again, glancing over the top of a book for a peek at a needle or two, so I could rest assured that I was still a child and that all was right, at least in my world. Many times during the year, Mom, with her old straw broom in hand, would sweep me and the dirt right off of that porch and into the yard to play and settle. Still. As the season changed once again, an autumnal chill was in the air. 
there could always be found at least one little brown and broken up pine needle that would feed my anticipation of the coming season. I sometimes wonder if Mom purposely left a few needles in the corners for me to feed on. Is that in Palm? Yep. Awesome. I love that. It's what I call a snapshot, snapshot poetry, a slice of life. You know, you take take this one instance of a memory, this one thing that brings yeah. the recall. Yeah. Well, it, it, that, and and it paints the whole exactly, picture. Well, that's what happened. When I wrote this in 90, January of 95, I actually done that when I came back on my front porch and I seen them pine needles and I said, oh my. I came in and and, and wrote that down immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, things I like that. And, it was neat. And, and, and what is really great and exciting, especially for me, that I have traveled all around the country and, and in different countries and lived everywhere and everything, and now I am within a half a block where that took place. <laughs> you always you know, go back home. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's very sweet. I can look out my front my front window and see where I grew up at. You know, and it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. That but is anyway. you know what's really sad is we're probably the the kids growing up now will never know what it's like to have your mother sweep you in the dust off the porch to go out and play and settle. Yeah. They'll never know what that's like because that's not our lifestyle right. anymore. You know, the right. the right. the Things, whole era of the the screen yeah. door slamming, the climbing the right. trees, well, the porch I, being I, a pirate it, ship, those days oh, don't exist okay. anymore. Okay, you wanna hear something really cool? Yeah, this is really cool. I can look out my front window and see the house, the back side of the house where I grew up at. And I had a game I played growing up. I didn't never had a name for it, but you know. But in the in the, back in the day, uh we had uh we had a screen that was put in the back door and in the winter time then it was the winter door with the glass and everything that was put we would put it in there or dad would put it in there. But anyway, in in the summertime what I would do and this is cool because I could look out my front window and see that bring bring that memory back, you know. And I do it on occasion because I'm an old fart and I can. <laughs> but <laughs> but what I would do, okay, for I would I would when we 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 have the the summer door in there. I would step on the the threshold of the door going 
into the back porch. And I had like two, three steps, and I would hit the screen door and run as fast as I could. And when I heard the screen door slam shut, then I would mark it, you know. Then I would try to best, and, and then I would try to best that all the time, you know. But but sometimes when when uh, uh, you push the screen door too hard and it's slammed up against the house, it's probably best to keep on running. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about that. How many of us have yeah, yeah, stop yeah, slamming no, that yeah, screen I, door? Yeah, because yeah, I got in trouble on that a few times. <laughs> so it was best to keep on running. <laughs> I'd still get it when I got home, but oh well. But uh, but uh, but it's neat to, to live here where I do, and I can still see... And have them memories and uh, everything around my neighborhood. You know, it's kind of it's kind of neat to settle right back in where here where I am. Full circle. All right, my darling. Yes. Do me a okay. favor. Okay. Have a good night. I know I, how to find you before you take off. No, no, people don't need to find me. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be found. Okay. I already found. I already found myself, dear. <laughs> well, Thomas, I appreciate you being here, honey. Thank you for being part of our okay. our first show of the year, uh, and I'm I'll, hoping you come oh, back I, a lot. I I I listen in a bit, you know, with four one nine. I listen in a bit, but uh, on occasion I'll get on here and 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 comment or what have you. Okay. All right, awesome. but I don't need to be found. I'm good. <laughs> have have a good night. You as well, honey. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go ahead and bring on, I think this is Melvin. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Nada. Hey, sweetheart. Welcome to the yeah. show. I knew that was you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So what's going on with you, my darling, and what did you bring us tonight? Uh, nothing much. I'm just kind of kind of vexed at what's been going on in Washington, D.C., and, you know, working through that with jazz and writing and stuff like that. So, uh, you so know, I looked I, at the headlines one time and saw all that fuckery going on and haven't looked at it since. I absolutely refuse to put any of that bullshit in my head. I mean, can you imagine, you know, years and years and years from now, I'm sitting in a beige hallway somewhere drooling, and that's my one recall? Nope. Not going to happen. I'm not putting it in my head. You all can just be weird out there, but leave me out of it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, I don't know what I'm going to read. Um, I, uh, okay, um, This is a poem called "Keeping It Real." It's uh, it's it's in the uh, in a new book that I'm working on. Um, I had written a poem uh, uh, four years ago called "Inauguration Day," but 
I don't know if I want to read that. Are we keeping it real? I thought I heard your voice today and remembered your words. You said, my love for you is everlasting. It spans all time. You are the sun that lights my day, the moon that lights my night. The stars come out only to gaze upon your beauty. No ocean is deeper. No mountain is higher. It is longer than the Nile. It has no beginning. It has no end. And while I was trying to blend those words into feelings, I looked for your heart and realized that you had none. End poem. That was beautiful. Thank you. Since you're our last caller for the night tonight, do you want to read a second one? Okay, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think I read this one before, but it's been a while. Uh, I like it. it. It's another one that's going in my book, and one of my favorite poems. It's called This Thing Called Love. I wandered aimlessly with no direction, no purpose, through this thing called love. Many arrows pierced my chest, but none made it into my heart. For me, love was a merry-go-round. A wooden horse with glazed eyes, dancing to music that it did not understand. A roller coaster, rising and falling, speeding up and slowing down, taking me on a drug ride to nowhere. A shooting gallery with animated targets, surrounded by stuffed animals with silly grins. I wandered aimlessly, with no commitment, no conviction, through this thing called love. I spoke words that had no meaning, listened to words of affection with deaf ears, shared endless moments that only lasted for the moment, that had no foundation, that were lost in fading memories of days gone by. I wandered aimlessly, with no feelings, no sensitivity, through this thing called love taking no responsibility for the pain I caused, no sympathy for the tears I casually wiped away and walked away from with no regrets, no concern, never knowing that the day would come when I would yearn for the sound of your voice, the warmth of your touch, just to see you smile with your eyes and the visions of intimacy yet to be experienced and thoughts of seduction never whispered from your lips. And now, in my solitude, I realize that the definition of loneliness is wanting aimlessly through this thing called love without you in my life. Thank you. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. What a perfect, perfect ending to the first show of the year. Thank you, Tyler. You're so welcome. Absolutely welcome. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and get to know you and your work, all that good stuff better, hon. Okay. You can reach me at uh, on Facebook, um, on YouTube, um, and on All Poetry. Under Melvin D. Johnson. Very cool. All right, sweetheart.
appreciate you so much. Happy New Year to you. And we will Thank talk you. to you next week, okay? All right. All right, baby. Thank Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank you all for being here this week. And uh, I'm going to close the show with a piece uh, by, um, where is it? Let's do, no, we can't do that one. We did that one just last week. Let's do, uh, my page is locking up. I'm trying to stall. Is it working well? (laughs) All right, so we are going to do The Magic Kingdom by Emily Kagan. And I want to thank all of you for being here, both callers, readers, listeners, everybody. Just appreciate you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. The Magic Kingdom. Down in the bowels of Disneyland jail, there are no costumes, just fluorescent light bulbs and pending lawsuits. Turn on the waterworks and say you're in from Wisconsin. Nod somberly at the importance of safety, and they'll let you go. Mickey's real name is Dave. He has a talent for rolling one-handed joints in the parking lot. Someone will pierce your ears on the benches by Space Mountain to jerk a six-pack past the cans beneath the Jason stalls in Sleeping Beauty's bathroom. Steal $5 sodas while the crowd watches the parades. Throw ice at the tourists because they don't live here. Try not to pick fights with the cholos in Frontierland even when they call you faggots. There is no better place to get fingered by lost boys than the caves of Tom Sawyer's Island. No better way to put the pointless in perspective than to ride a pirate ship and be in on the joke. Cannibalize the mice they call magic. Put the bones to better use. Never admit to the wild grinning in your chest when those fireworks crash like stupid beauty through the purple-orange sky.